fake facts from the Geek Out Heroes. Real fake facts, if you have an ID in order to prove that you're a citizen so you can vote, you're racist. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid. That whole the whole idea of that people who, who have to have IDs, that's racism. <laughs> to vote. Proving that you're a citizen of the country you're voting in, having to use an ID to be able to vote in that country, that's racism? <laughs> Never mind the fact that a photo ID is used for, I don't know, 99% of your fucking adult life here. Yeah. You have to have it to drive. You have to have it to buy alcohol. You have to have it to buy cigarettes. Gamble, rent a car, buy a plane ticket. (laughs) You have to have an ID for everything. M-rated games. But they don't want you to have an ID in order to vote. Listeners, think about that for two seconds. Why, Why would any politician want to make sure that you don't have to have an ID in order for you to vote. Could it be that they want to make sure everyone can vote? Even if they're not citizens? Makes it easier to falsify votes. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy when it's just fucking true. God damn it. In 2011, a crack podcast unit was sent to Colorado Springs by a court of snowflakes for being too good for the rest of the world. These men and sometimes ladies, promptly escaped from a world of monotony to the podcasting underground. Today, still wanted by the SJWs of the world, they survive as podcasters of no fortune. But, if you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the Geek Out Heroes. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. Miles. Anderson. And listeners, this week we are going to talk about all the shit that happened this past week because we couldn't talk about it on the podcast because we recorded the podcast before everything else for E3 happened. Now, as you know, we already talked about the Summer Games Fest, which was really the Summer Meh Fest, Yeah. as uh, you know, many of us pointed out. But this past week, we had E3, which really was kind of on par for E3. A lot of disappointment, a lot of meh, and some cool things. Now, we're going to go ahead and get talking about the uh, the presentations out of the way a little bit, uh, because this will go really quickly, as far as I'm concerned, because uh, Ubisoft and Gearbox, you guys shouldn't have even shown up. I don't even know why they did a presentation, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ubisoft showed off practically nothing they showed off a little bit of Far Cry 6 and talked a little bit about Far Cry 6 and why they chose their acting talent, why they chose the story they're going with. and yeah, No real new information. No, no, Yeah, I was going to say no, but no new information. It wasn't really anything that we hadn't heard before because we had heard interviews before that explained all this stuff. I, I don't see what would be new to anyone. They really did just focus on, like, here's our characters. This is why we did this. This is what we focused on. This is how we made the game. That's cool information to hear when you announce a game, not when you're trying to sell us on a game that's supposed to come out this year. Right. So other than that, Ubisoft didn't really show off a whole lot. They showed off, they talked a little bit about Assassin's Creed. 
Uh, not a whole lot going on there. They did not talk about it at all, even mention Beyond Good Evil or Good and Evil 2, which was the one thing a lot of people were really looking forward to hearing an update on. Just an update, just to hear, hey, we're making progress on it. We're looking at coming out with the beta soon. Anything. Yeah. I am of the mindset that that game is now in development hell and we probably won't ever see it. Yeah, I don't know. Tough to say. I agree. It's probably the new Starcraft Ghost. Yeah. Listeners, the reason why I'm I'm there is just because of past incidents that have happened with good or beyond good and evil. The first time it was announced was back in the PS3 uh, era, but uh, during E3, they showed it off and it was, you know, all CGI. There was no game or anything like that. And people lost their shit and were like, Oh my gosh. And then you heard nothing the entire rest of the generation. It disappeared. Didn't show up. Then it shows up again, this past generation with consoles and Ubisoft's talking about like, Oh yeah, we're, we are actually making it now. Turned out, the, the first trailer we ever saw was just to see if was literally just to see if people were, would be excited to see it beyond good and evil too. They never even had any plans to make it. The team that was supposed to be designated, designated for it and talking about it didn't really exist. It's like Anthem before they showed off Anthem. <laughs> Only the difference is, is that Anthem, they showed off the game. They didn't have a game. And then they went, Oh, that's the game we're making. Um, in this case, it was just, Oh, we, here's something cool. We're looking at bringing back and people lost their minds and then they didn't do anything with it. So then this past generation, they finally brought it back and they said, OK, we're, you know, we're actually working on this. We're going to have a beta. They've shown off gameplay, which I'm assuming is actual gameplay uh, at this point. Said we're still doing a beta and then the creative director for it drops off. He's left the company. They haven't shown anything for the game. They haven't given any updates since then. And that was like two years ago. I was, I was about to say, was that one of the the uh, vacancies that was affiliated with their uh, sexual harassment claims and shit like that? No, he left before that all happened. Gotcha. As far as I know, he's not allegedly in that air, in any of that. Um, he said that he wanted to move on to a different project that was... I, I want to say like he said, it was like a passion project. So I sat there and went, well, your, your passion project originally was supposed to be working on beyond good. And evil Cause I believe he was this, the same creative director that was on beyond good and evil or a director on beyond good, good and evil. And he can, he came into Ubisoft wanting to work on beyond good and evil too. And that's why they had him working on it. And then he just leaves and goes on to another project. And I went, Oh, because of those all that crap that's happened over the past decade, <laughs> roughly, I'm sitting there going, well, this game clearly seems like it's de- it's in development hell. I don't think it's ever going to come out. I think that this is something that's just going to drop off and eventually people, people will either forget about it or Ubisoft just won't mention it. One of those or, things where I, I want to be, be like, we, we saw enough that it would be kind of weird for it to just disappear. But... Same thing happened to Scalebound, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, fuck, Scalebound was uh, was getting closer to release when it was canceled. Yeah. And listeners, we still want to see that come back. I would love to see that come back, given the hardware that we have now. I would love to see that come back. Yeah, absolutely. I keep, I, I keep actually waiting for it to just randomly drop in one of these Xbox right. showcases. Like, hey, guess right. what we're bringing yeah. back? Like, sweet. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that Ubisoft brought up was just dance, and I nobody cared. Listeners, I should bring up the fact that they actually did bring up Rainbow Six Extraction, but that just seems like their version of 
Call of Duty Zombies test, so we actually don't really care because we're not big fans of Rainbow Six Siege. So we really don't have much to say on it other than the fact that, okay, yeah, they, they talked about it. That's about it. After that, there was the Gearbox presentation, which a lot of people were really looking forward to because they wanted to see, you know, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and there was nothing. They showed this. They showed the same fucking trailer they already showed off. They did a little visit with uh, Pitchford on the set. Uh, on the, the set of Borderlands, and I sat there going, awesome, sweet. I, I'm so glad that you guys spent all this money so that Randy Pitchford could hang out with movie stars. Yeah. It's still no... Absolutely no fucking faith in that. Uh, the fact that it was a live set and they were actually and they were actually on set, I went, nope, not watching it. Yeah, it's not. It's not animated. Why the fuck? Why the fuck are you using? Or why? Why? It's not Ashley Birch's Tiny Tina. <laughs> no. So, uh, not Ashley Birch's Tiny Tina. I mean, you have Roland being played by no no offense to Kevin Hart, but he. I'm sorry, he can't pull that off. It's just, it's not going to happen No. And on top of that, uh, I just sat there going, man, you guys gigantic waste of money. I hope, I hope Randy gave all of his employees those uh, bonuses that he promised. Oh, he didn't. He, he used it all to hang out with, with movie stars. Got it. Right. Guys, such a fucking sleazeball. It's, it's one of those things listeners where like you're their CEO of their company is a shithead. And it's like, I, I don't give a shit. It's, it, you know, if Pitchford could do anything to us on the podcast, he's a shithead. He does yeah. so many terrible things. And there are people on YouTube who have said far worse things about him. But he does. He, he is not a very he's not a good boss at all. No. Based off of everything he does. And but I love the games that his teams make. But I hate the fact that he gets any credit for it. It's like it's it's the whole EA Activision Blizzard dichotomy of. You guys make some game. You you make some games that I really enjoy, but goddamn, are you evil? And a little associated uh, segue from that, uh, you know, the whole Sea of Thieves in Disney, with uh, yeah, bringing in Pirates of the Caribbean, and everybody sounded like their their original cast uh, as far as voice acting goes. And turns out that you know it's not Johnny Depp doing Captain Jack. Nope, but we, we we had the brief briefest of moment of going. Oh, hey, maybe Disney forgave uh, Johnny Depp for being a victim, uh, right? But not not the case. Uh, so it yeah, maybe I know. they forgave him for being a battered spouse. <laughs> uh, yeah, he needs to take better beatings, not cry about it. Like I know, I know, Loach is excited for it, and this should have been something that probably. Came closer to the launch of the game, yeah. But I kind of don't really want to partake in it just because of it being Disney and this bullshit. Yeah, that's like they. There's such a sour note with so many things that happens with uh, with what Disney does and their practices and shit like that. That you just go, I don't know if I, I don't want to give them any kind of support. Really, yeah. I don't really want to show them support or love for anything that they do because even when they do good things. They have so many fucking shitty things that they do. You're like, fuck. Not to it, mention, it takes the fun out of things. Yeah, not to not to mention that, uh, you know, Sea of Thieves has been kind of a pain in the ass when it gets goes through its popular phases because we just get griefed like no fucking other. 
yeah. uh, you know, and then you're going to have an influx of even more people that's just going to be more grieving. They did all this, but th- we they couldn't be bothered to make uh, uh, designated servers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listeners, we can't, we couldn't even, when we go back into Sea of Thieves, we going back into Sea of Thieves, there could be nobody on the map, but we can't even get some of the story, uh, the the tales done because other players show up and just fucking grief us. Like we've gotten a couple of them done, but we can't get them all done because sometimes we'll go and do one and just a pirate will show up and start fucking blowing up our ship. Yeah. So when they when they add this and they're like, oh, you know, it makes it look like there's going to be actual story content to it. Like, that's great. I'm not going to be able to experience it. Yeah. We'll be able to won't be able to play this until you guys give us PVE servers versus PVP servers. Yep. And the only reason why they won't do that is because, oh, yeah, their player count isn't high enough. And the reason why your player count isn't high enough is because you didn't do it in the first place. Like, I don't mind PvP every now and then. We have fun with it sometimes, and sometimes we come across, you know, pirates that we just go back and forth forth with being stupid. And sometimes it's fun, but when you're trying to actually get shit done, man, it is. That's kind of the thing, too. There's there's literally a special arena for PvP in that game. Yeah. That you can go to and start up. But... The rest of the map is still PvP, so it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. What was what was the point of this designated area? Yeah. That nobody apparently uses. It's like going to a boxing game, and not only are the two people in the ring fighting, everybody yeah. in the audience is fighting too. Yeah. Well, you have you <laughs> like that's the funny, that's the craziest part is the fact that they, they created that PvP area, right? Then they have everything else is PvP, and on top of that, then they then they incentivize. PVP by creating an entire faction that is designed around PVP. Yep. And if you use that, you can't take that faction into the PVP arena. So there's no point to having the PVP arena that, that, that PVP arena is, is useless. The only way that that thing will ever get used is if you're doing one-on-one tournaments and that's it. Other than that there it's, it's fucking worthless. Why even have it? Yeah. Why have the PVP arena if you're just going to incentivize PVP out in the out in the regular game and at the same time reward griefing? Listeners, I get it. We're it's pirates, but at the same time, we're actually trying to experience the story. And I and I know it's bitching about a game that's already PVP. So yeah, I'm I'm bitching about it. But I'm only talking about the fact that I just want to get the story stuff done. I don't care about doing the PVP stuff unless I want to go into PVP. So I'd rather have the choice. Yeah. It's not so much that I don't think it should be in the game at all. I'd just rather have the choice if I'm trying to get something done specifically for that, like trying to get one of the tails done. I'd like to be able to complete the tail without anyone else's interference because the tail is the main thing I'm there for, not to play the tail and then have somebody else show up and fuck me over, causing me to have to restart what I was doing. Sad thing about it, too, is even if they did PVE servers, then yeah. there would still be griefers because that's the kind of community that loads into that shit. Absolutely. Like listeners think about our like RPGs and stuff like that you play. Imagine that you play Final Fantasy 7 remake. Now imagine every 15 minutes somebody else shows up to fuck up your entire experience and you have to restart that entire section over again. There's no save point. It's just you have to restart it. Imagine that that happened every fucking time you played. That's how Sea of Thieves works. Yep. 
but at this point, the developers should be smart enough to know that what their community is like and what's going on with their community to go, yeah, we need to stop this, this, and this so that people can do this, this, and this. But that doesn't really happen in Sea of Thieves. So we kind of lose motivation to play anything that drops. So aside from the Disney stuff, we have the community that kind of prevents that as well. Yep. One of the other things that came up on E3 and I didn't even bother watching it, and I'm glad I didn't because I heard it was a complete bullshit fest like it always is, is Devolver. And listeners, if you don't know this already, and if you're new, I hate Devolver. And it's not because they're bad developers. They actually make some cool looking games and make some decent games. I hate Devolver for the simple fact that the head of Devolver made ludicrous statements every E3 about how they were basically making fun of the industry and how these companies spend spend all this money uh, to make these presentations. And that's what their whole purpose for for their E3 show was to, to mock the industry. Meanwhile, he was spending all this money and doing the exact same fucking thing as these larger corporations and not giving that money to his employees. He's a fucking hypocrite. And that's why I can't stand Devolver. And, and they continue with this. They spent all this money to have these actors and all this presentation done of this ludicrous fucking universe that they've that they've made for it. And people fucking love it and eat it up. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, remembering what he fucking said years back. While it might be fun for a lot of other people, all I can sit there and think is, man, while you're spending all this money on this kind of presentation and not showing us games, because apparently I, I watched the trailers for the games and their games look pretty cool. But they only showed off like four or five trailers through the entire presentation. They spent like 30 fucking minutes doing nothing but ridiculous bullshit and not showing you games. Devolver, your presentation doesn't make sense. It doesn't correlate with what's going on anymore in E3. I was about to say, Ubisoft's show was better than Devolver's. And Microsoft puts you to fucking shame. I think Microsoft stole the show. I did have to laugh at, uh, I did have to laugh at Ubisoft, though, because it was, I think it was like the day after or something like that. Yeah. They had, uh, some YouTube video put up about Ubisoft's, you know, promoting going green for their company and this, that, and the other. I was like, you mean the French company that there's a Paris climate agreement that the French have put fucking nothing towards nothing into. <laughs> yeah. It's like weird. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, do you know, do you know what France's end of the climate of the climate agreement is that they basically consider their, their part of the agreement. They continue to use nuclear power. That's it. I was about to say, they just take everybody's money. <laughs> that too. Just, just found it kind of oxymoronic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, Ubisoft completely did that. They completely sidestepped all the sexual harassment stuff that's been happening. Oh, yeah. There's no addressing that. The fact that, you know, certain people are still working there and certain people haven't been kind of, uh, you know, demoted uh, for not doing their jobs, specifically in the HR department. <sighs> Industry's fucked. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's why we keep saying things about indies. We're like yeah. at least you're not dealing Pretty with much. all this shit from indies, for the most yeah. part. Uh, so Devolver, I hate your presentation. Your games look pretty neat. I'm I'm hoping that they do well, and that your developers are uh, getting paid properly uh, by your company. But I really wish you would stop with the nonsense that is your E3 presentation. But it's not. And that's okay. It's not for me. Here's the thing. 
listeners, it's not for me. It's not for, it's not being made for me. It's being made for everyone who loves their presentation. And which is why when their presentation comes up, I don't watch it. I just wait for their trailers to drop for their games. And then I look at their games because that's what I, that's what I would rather see. I would rather see their games than see some lady talking about the future that is the dystopia that is a microwave oven inside of your chest and whatever the fuck she talks about. I don't know. She, she like the last time I think the last devolver presentation I watched, she was covered in blood and I turned it off. Didn't even watch what their games were. Just turn it off. That's how I feel in general with just the presentations most of the time to begin with. Like, just, just show me the, just show me the game. Like I don't, I have no interest in hearing any kind of lectures or anything Absolutely. else from anybody. Just show me the game. Yeah, you know, if you need to give me some sort of information on it, cool. <laughs> yeah, and that's basically what I did. That's what I ended up doing with Ubisoft and Gearbox for the most part. Like they would just drone on and on. I just start skipping forward until they showed yep. me a game. I was like, you guys got to show me something. Show me something and show me something new. Gearbox, I think, was the most useless presentation I've ever seen. Because at least of all, like I can say at least Evolver, they showed games. They showed their games. Right. They had some sort of purpose to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Gearbox, you had no reason to be there. You were there to show that Randy Pixford was having a good time with Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart looked completely clueless as to who the fuck Randy Pitchford was. He did look a little bewildered at first. <laughs> he was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Why the fuck are you talking to me? <sighs> like, I don't I don't know why Gearbox was even doing a presentation. They didn't show anything. Moving on, Nintendo had their presentation. It was meh. <laughs> uh, Nintendo didn't really do a whole lot. They showed off that they have a new Metroid coming out, but it's a side-scrolling Metroid. It's not Metroid Prime 4. Um, it is... Other than that, they didn't do... They're not doing anything for... This is the 35th anniversary for Metroid, and they didn't do any... They're not doing anything special for it. <laughs> so... Did, uh- I did appreciate a better look at uh, Mario Golf Super Rush because we had talked about it, I don't know, I want to say like a month back. And the way that it was described sounded like it was just going to be a party game that's on a time limit. I was like, I don't, I don't have any interest in really playing that. I was like, that's not the yeah, Mario Golf. Yeah, Speed Golf didn't sound very fun. Yeah, it's not the Mario Golf that we were looking for. And they showed off a, a, a bunch of gameplay for it. Um and there's still the standard-ish golf in there, which is what we wanted for the most part. Yeah. The uh, the speed golf aspect looks like it could be fun, but it's not the not the primary reason I'd want it. Um, but since it's going to have actual Mario Golf and supposedly all the uh, courses and, and characters that they're going to add to the roster are going to be included... Um, that's nice. That's <laughs> a yeah. good step for Nintendo. If it, if it has actual Mario Golf in there, I will absolutely play it. Um, I, I'll buy I, it. I think I'm going to probably wind up snagging we'll, it just because we'll, we, we'll we've been we've been hopefully. asking for Mario Golf for years. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully they have an online mode we can actually play it with each other. Supposedly, um, supposedly it's going to we'll, have. We'll online. have to set up chat through either Xbox or PlayStation in order yeah. to do it because we're not. I'm not doing an app. Yeah. And on top of that, they uh, they also showed off a uh, Mario Party All Stars, which is just really kind of a a small 
greatest hits collection of Mario Party from previous yeah. generations, which we've asked for a big compilation. Just drop a big fucking compilation of like one through nine and we'd be yep. fucking ecstatic. But that's not what they're doing. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's like five percent of that. So. Yeah. Is this one going to be limited like uh, uh, Mario All Stars was? Like limited time release? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hear anything on it being limited, but it wouldn't surprise me either. But for you know Mario Party, I used to love fucking Mario Party, uh, but the past few iterations have been kind of handholdy and not fun. In all reality, gotcha. yeah, kidified. Yeah, um, toned well, down I mean, severely. I feel like a lot of Nintendo games are going that way. That's why I still oh, haven't yeah. finished uh, Paper Mario. Yeah, I haven't finished it either. Yeah, I'm in the same spot for that. I loved but, that game when it started, but the the hand holding never stopped. Yeah, yeah. So this might be a good option for people that want to, I don't know, play some of the older content without having to go look for an older system in an older game. But I certainly won't bother to waste my time with it. I know they had Breath of the Wild 2 showcased a little bit more. I didn't really watch it, though. It It's more Breath of, Breath of the Wild. It looks like it's the exact same game, only now they have floating islands. And a prosthetic Yeah, arm, it looks right? like there's a change of an environment, yeah. <laughs> they made Link handy capable. It, it's, <laughs> you, you saw a change of environment, Anderson? Just near towards the end of the trailer. Which it could be just maybe something else. I know they were talking about bringing back a little bit more dungeons. Yes, it looked it looked like the exact same game, only with floating islands to me. Mm. Like I went, ah, I'm good. Like Link I has think Breath of Wild still to me is one of the more boring games in the franchise. So yeah, I I just didn't like. I just didn't end up liking Breath of the Wild. Like you're, I never breaking, even finished having it. my save it's, file fucking fuck up uh, and losing the fucking. Master Sword, I was pissed. Like, I just fucking, that was it. That was the last straw for me. I was done. You're talking to somebody who's, you know, played and beaten each one, every game in the series, and this is the only one I've never finished because I just got bored. Yeah, I'm pretty much in yeah, the same exact boat. I'm the same way. Yeah. I literally well, literally couldn't get done. Actually, to be more technical, I didn't get bored. I got frustrated because I was trying to upgrade the damn Master Sword, and I, got I just ended up putting the controller down and haven't turned it on. Oh, uh, were you trying to do it through the dungeon? Yeah, well, it came out with like this whole Master Sword challenges, so you can have the sword permanently upgraded or yeah, whatever. It doesn't, yeah, doesn't break down anymore. It doesn't lose power. You actually have to go through the the dungeon. Yeah, or you have to go it. through this so you get yeah. to the Master Sword of how it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Turn the Master Sword into the Master Sword, essentially. Yeah, yeah which is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think I got annoyed with the boss fights. I was like, this this feels shitty. It's like I'm not having fun. Wasn't enough to keep me yeah. engaged. I can see that because I was already, I was already mad at the fact that the game wasn't that fun overall. It was a lot of open space, cool open world, except for the fact that it there's nothing there. Yeah, it's not very well populated. It's not uh, there's not really things to do on the side. Like Skyrim's a lot of open space where there's nothing where there's nothing around, but you come across random shit. That you go, oh, that's fucking cool. Oh, that's fucking cool. That's fucking cool. Like, yeah. that's what needed to be in there, and it wasn't there. It was just, we made Skyrim for for Zelda, but we didn't put any of the extra stuff that makes it a makes it a good open world. Yeah. 
we just had Zelda. I think we could just wrap it up. Listeners, don't play Breath of the Wild. Play <laughs> Link's <Yeah>. Awakening. <laughs> the re-release of Link's Awakening on Switch is fantastic. That's fair. But, that is a great game. But with regards to Breath of the Wild 2, so uh-huh. many people are looking forward to it. It's just going to be the same game. Listeners, I'm going to tell you this right now. It's going to be the same game. Right. And if you loved Breath of the Wild, you're going to love this. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you love Breath of the Wild, you're going to love Breath of the Wild 2. If you didn't like Breath of the Wild, don't waste your time. Because it's not going to be better. And when I say it's not going to be better, I'm not saying they're not going to polish some of their mechanics. Because Nintendo always does that. They polish some of their mechanics. They do improve on certain things. But it's not going to be so drastically different that you're going to have a completely different experience. It's not a huge quality of life. And the thing that drives me nuts is that out of all the Zeldas that we've had, we've had two, I think, total that weren't Ganon as the bad guy in the end. Three. Is it three? What's what's Skyward Sword is the third one. Oh, yeah. Forgot. Well, Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword still, it's still Ganon. It's just the earliest form of him. Oh, well, it's the thing that reincarnates yeah. to Ganon. Yeah. But yeah, but, I, I, but I get what, but I get what of, you're yeah, saying, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it's still it's still different. That was still different enough, at least that it wasn't absolutely Ganon. It wasn't the the four. It wasn't the Ganon that we've always known, but everything else has just been Ganon. I sit there going, man, like, could we have another Majora's Mask where it's not Ganon? That's the big fucking calamity every fucking time. Right. Can Zelda move on from the from this bad guy? Because that's what's going to happen in Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 2 is just going to be Ganon again. That's it. Well, yeah. At least Mara moves around. Speaking yeah, of which, I think that was like a nice surprise this time around. Was I was not expecting the announcement of the uh, new Mario and Rabbids game. Yeah, that was one thing the Ubisoft Ra- actually uh, <laughs> <laughs> unveiled. That was actually kind of good. Yeah, I keep forgetting that was them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was actually good. That was a good part of their presentation. Uh, that's probably the best probably the best part of their presentation, to be honest. Didn't show anything, uh, but oh, not really. But it, I mean, no. it's going to be more of the same. And the, the first game was hilarious. I, I really enjoyed it. But it I, I like game. Tactics it was a good tactics games. game. Yeah. So. Uh, it does. It does it have more than two player? Uh, I I would bet that it's probably only two player. OK. Yeah, just the way the map works on it. Yeah. Well, if the if the next one's more than two player, I'll get it. If it's if it's not, then you guys you guys will have at it. The last one was a um, uh, same system only. Was it? I'd be, yeah, I'd be yeah, I'd be kind of surprised if yeah. uh, they had online for that particular title. Gotcha. That's weird. So I thought the cop was you just took turns playing as a certain character. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, Shana um, played a, a good chunk of that one with me. We had we had our fun with it. So um, that new uh, that new Monster Hunter, the the toned down one, you know, that's like turn based stories. Yeah, I, it looks yeah. looks nice. Uh, I don't know if I'd go out of my way to buy it, but you know, it looks looks fun. The first one I've heard nothing but good things about. Yeah, yeah, I, on the 3ds, yeah. <clears throat> the one on the 3ds. Yeah, that's that was actually a pretty big hit. Yeah. Um, the stories too. I'm, I'm assuming is going to go along kind of the same lines of it looks like it looks very similar gameplay to the first one. It looks fun, but I'm I'm kind of in that I'm not going to go real far out of my way to play it. But yeah, it looks interesting at least. It's definitely good for fans, and if uh, 
you're especially if you're an older fan and you have a kid that that you kind of want to relate to and have something to to chat back and forth about uh gives you gives you kind of like that mutual interest kind of thing for your kids will enjoy it you'll enjoy it that kind of thing so uh it's you know it's it's a good uh I don't know. It's a good in between game for for that crowd. Well, so. I liked. Uh, I kind of like the idea of a single player Monster Hunter game, mm-hmm. just because you know we we all got the the last one that came out, and it yeah, was kind of hard to get a group together constant like consistently. Yeah, and, and sometimes you have to get you have to call in somebody or call in help and see if somebody you know was willing to be a carrying <laughs> senpai. We always yeah. have to summon yeah. senpai. Uh, yeah, uh, which we had to do a couple times. Yeah, I, I mean it's kind of like why I don't think you know at least why I didn't get Iceborne was I I loved playing it with you guys, but you know my work schedule and school and everything made it hard. Yeah, for if us you can't to, get a consistent group, it's kind of pointless. So I, I feel like that would be kind of fun for when I get the itch to play. But speaking of which, when we get your system upgraded, your computer and everything like that, we need to set up your console. We, we need to set up your Xbox so that that's what Ashley uses because you never use your Xbox. Yeah. So that she can use all of her apps and stuff on the TV. And we need to move your PlayStation over your over your your uh, computer. Yeah, I've been thinking about doing that anyways. Just to be able to make sure that. That way, that way, it's not interfering with you having to say, "Hey, sweetie, I need you to get up." Even though I know you probably use her as an excuse, that's fine. You guys are a couple. That happens with everyone, listeners. <laughs> everyone uses their significant other as a reason to not play games with their friends. It's okay. <laughs> Miles does it all the time with Shayna during the day. I know Shayna's not doing all that stuff with him. I know he's <laughs> just saying, "I don't want to fucking talk to you," but that's fine. Anderson does the same thing to us all the time. And sometimes I do it to him and I have no one to blame it on. I just say, yeah, I got to go and girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I got a ghost to see too. <laughs> Anderson, I got to watch more anime. Bye. I treat it like I'm, a, you know, I treat it like I'm on a, uh, I'm on a zoom call with CNN and I tell him I have to go jack off in the corner. I'm going to turn off the camera and leave. <laughs> I think he did it intentionally. But that was that was about it for Nintendo that I that I noticed. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, they shut off the new Metroid. It's a side scroller. Yeah, they shut off the new more the new WarioWare, which is going to be a downloadable. Um, was that, that was just a, pretty fun? Uh, and a handful of ports okay. coming over. I was going to say I played the the first one on what what did that come out on Game Boy Advance? Uh, WarioWare, I believe it was on the DS. Yeah, I played yeah, that was one. A, yeah, it was, was on DS for a while. DS. Um, I played that one. It was pretty fun for like, if I had 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a quick, it's a quick, you know, just quick game. It's ADHD party game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I said, you're, you know, uh, Metroid, uh, Josiah's going to be buying the new Metroid because he's never played the, anything in the Metroid series. I wait Wait until like I'm gonna say, don't pre-order it. Oh, I'm not don't buy it. it. Don't buy it day one. Wait for reviews to come in because the last time they did a Metroid Prime or a Metroid not Prime uh, side scroller, it was not very good. No, that's what I heard. It was just mediocre. But if you don't count handhelds, the Switch is my first Nintendo system, so a lot of these are my introductions yeah. to some of these games. But like- they do have the original Metroid on uh, Nintendo Online. 
Oh, from uh, the original Nintendo. NES, yeah, NES. Yeah, I've uh, I've looked at those. I got to download them. Pretty sure they have Super Metroid. The uh, the first games that I saw that were in there were the uh, Kirby's Dreamland games. <laughs> so I downloaded those. Nice, and that's those great. All I've played on those. Um, but that's why I was saying this is my introduction to a lot of Nintendo games. So you know, yeah. Um, this Zelda game is my first one, and it's kind of funny hearing that everybody's got the same complaints I do. You know, it's when your weapons break every five minutes, it's not fun. Right. And you need to play Link's Awakening. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to grab that, great, but it's a great title. That's a great game. Yeah, yeah so I, I feel like <laughs> with the new Metroid, I was a little bit more interested with it than everyone else because you guys are more used to what the series is and i saw the trailer and i was like oh that looks cool and it's like i was asking last night why they haven't put out a, a metroid prime metroid trilogy. prime trilogy uh they talked about that uh in an interview it was not with uh someone from nintendo it was from the original developers of the metroid prime trilogy and they had asked why it, it was not being switched over and they had talked about the fact of Essentially, basically what it comes down to, listeners, is that Nintendo does not want to reconfigure the controls from the Wii to to a to a D or to a to a pad, which is retarded because that game is a first person shooter. And yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I feel it's like it's designed to be able to use the pad wouldn't be very difficult. No. Um, if anything, it would make you a thousand times more accurate in that game. So I don't know why they want to do that. I mean, they managed if they managed to make Mario Galaxy into a game that is compatible without having to use the Wii the Wii mote, the Wii controls, and you can use regular controls for it, you could absolutely do that for Metroid Prime. I I don't know why they they aren't doing it. Oh, yeah. And the thing that I couldn't figure out was you're coming out with Metroid Prime for hopefully in the next couple of years and you don't and it's the 35th anniversary and you don't do a Metroid Prime trilogy re-release again. They did a re-release for the Wii U, and they don't have it for the Switch, and that's easily some of the best Metroid ever made. Yeah, because I, I would love to play those games. Yeah, I've always been interested in playing those games, but I, you know, I couldn't justify getting a, a Nintendo console for what was essentially like two games. Yeah, I so that's it. why I just stuck with handhelds because you know I, I was getting Pokemon, I was getting Fire Emblem, you know I was getting enough games yeah, for the I, handhelds. The Wii, the Wii, and the Wii U. Like, sorry, sidetrack, but the Wii and the Wii U. When I had those, the only reason why I had them was specifically for Nintendo titles. So I'd play through my Nintendo titles, and I and I'd rarely go back because they didn't have anything else to to play on them other than Nintendo stuff. So you know I wasn't gonna play through all of you know, all of Kirby over again. I wasn't going to play through all of Metroid prime over and over again through those things. Like, do I wish I still had them today? Yeah. Knowing that they're not going to come to the switch. Absolutely. But you know, hindsight's 2020. Uh, and I, you know, in, in retrospect, I should have, I should have kept my Wii U if I ever wanted to go back to them. It's kind of like having a PlayStation two, Back when people were buying, or back when people, or when the three, the PS3 came out and the PS3 dropped off the compat backwards compatibility with the PS2, a lot of people were sitting there going, "Fuck, I have to buy a new, I have to buy a PS2 now," because they didn't, they didn't think that they would ever take, ever take away backwards compatibility. Thankfully, Microsoft hasn't done that. Thank you, Microsoft. But yeah, the one thing that they've done right, 
Yeah. Speaking of doing things right and Microsoft, oh, Microsoft's presentation. Oh, okay. I do have one more thing for uh, the Nintendo conference because I, I didn't really sit down and watch a whole lot of these conferences. Is there something I missed? No, it's something that I wanted to talk about specifically. They That's are fine. bringing back uh, Advance Wars. Oh, yeah. You've talked about this like eight times. I mean, it was twice, but. Pretty sure, um, pretty sure eight is correct. Yeah, eight. <laughs> so pretty sure I'm not over exaggerating that. They're uh, no, you, you, you did bring it up twice last night though. They're bringing Advance Wars back to uh, the Switch. <laughs> I'm really excited because it's made by the same company that does Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. and they haven't made an Advance Wars game since the DS, and it was gotcha. early in the DS's uh, development cycle. So I just assumed that the series was dead. And it turns out that they're bringing it forward. They're redoing all the graphics. They're packaging uh, one and two. Okay. Which were the best ones. So I'm really excited for that. Hopefully. If so it's, is it actually getting like a, a fully uh, like full upgrade? Yeah, they they brought it forward. Yeah, reboot it's, camp uh, or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And it's uh, they're doing 3D graphics for everything. And it's funny reading online. Everybody's bitching about. You know, it doesn't really work with the old art style, bringing it to 3D, which I well, didn't they do the same thing for Fire Fire Emblem? I thought. Yeah, the the first couple of Fire Emblem games that they put on the DS. Yeah, uh, were 3D graphics. They weren't great, but but didn't they didn't they upgrade them when they didn't they bring them over to the switch recently? Or am I just thinking of the latest Fire Emblem coming out? They brought. One of the older ones forward. OK, and I haven't bought that one. Just because okay. I played, uh, I think maybe I'm mostly just thinking of the the latest Fire Emblem that you had you'd bought a while back. Yeah, I okay. that one I played the shit out of. I think yeah, I, I got think like, I think I'm just getting that mixed up with everything else that gets remade. <laughs> not 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 make not making a dig on on remakes. It's actually not a bad thing to have our games coming up again. But yeah, especially when newer games tend to suck. Suck. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> sell me an old game that I loved. Yeah, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. <laughs> right fucking it just dis- just destroys andromeda that that game was such shit but my hopes for uh the new advance wars is they'll see that there's still fans yeah and maybe they'll make us a new one okay so it's, i i've given up pre-ordering games for the most part but that one's getting a pre-order for me gotcha just like i said solely on the hopes of if it sells well enough they'll make us a new one Maybe that'll happen with Armored Core. They'll make a remaster of Armored Core, and I hope if they do, see they, it and they go, "Oh, we have to, we have to redo this." I hope if they do, they skip straight to the second one. The first one wasn't very good. <laughs> That's fair. All right, uh, so Microsoft, theirs was easily like. Unless you guys want to talk about anything else that was brought up for E three, I'd rather just talk about Microsoft. <laughs> well, I mean, that was that was the majority of it, anyways. Uh, yeah. They had the best presentation easily by far. No, no, no question about it. Uh, Sony obviously didn't show up listeners because Sony does their own thing now. And we will probably see PlayStation um, probably somewhere around the end of the month, next month or maybe. They, they have been dropping videos for, for new announcements like every week, though. Um, yeah, they've been doing it just off their channel or off, yeah, their, channel. off their YouTube channel. And, you know, uh, some of which looks pretty interesting, some of which looks not so much. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Before you do that, Vargo, I want to go ahead and bring up Sonic the Hedgehog. Never going to get the Microsoft, am I? 
Because I don't know if you guys watched the uh, like the more detailed on the new game coming out. Are you talking about Sonic uh, Colors? Sonic Colors. Yeah, that's not new. Is it not? Because I was watching, and I was like, when the hell did he take a page out of Mega Man's book? Uh, Sonic Colors is a, I believe, is a re-release. Was it like a 3DS game then? No, uh, I think it was la- It came out last generation. I could, I could be wrong, Anderson. You could be right. Um, but I could have sworn it's just a re-release of another of another collection. Yeah, I was just watching. I was like, man, they just took a page right out of Mega Man's book. Watching the trailer for it. Yeah, Sonic Colors came out in 2010. So it's a uh, remaster or remake. Yeah, so I think this is Sonic Color, or I think the they're calling it Sonic Colors Ultimate. Yeah, because it says it initially came out on the Wii. Yeah, easily considered easily considered one of the best uh, Sonic since for fucking ever. Uh, I believe the other one that was like it was Generations. Yeah, Generations came out in uh, 2011. Yeah, it was kind of the lead up to that and being able to use older Sonics together. And I think uh, Sonic Colors Ultimate kind of, uh, from my understanding, kind of combines the two. Um, But I could be wrong. Uh, Which would be interesting because that's the first Sonic game since probably the Genesis that I've been interested in playing. Yeah, listeners, uh, I'm not I'm not doing this to dis- to to distract Anderson to keep him from talking about it. I'm just letting letting you guys know it it came out a while back, but they're they have like an ultimate collect it's like an ultimate collection uh, version of it. And uh, yeah, I mean it looks looks awesome. Looks like it's going to be a great. Uh, I know, like when they release it, they're releasing it with a TV show that's going on Netflix, and they're also like uh, one of the things you can get is like the uh, movie skin for it. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I. It looks like it's a really, you know, it looks like it's a really good game. Uh, it's going to be available on the, I know it's going to be available on the PS4, Xbox One, the Switch. That personally, listeners, I would say go with the Switch. What would you say, Anderson? Oh, that's what I've, I've been eyeballing it. So if I'm getting it, it's probably for the Switch. Yeah. Uh, just for portability wise. Miles is going to get it for his uh, Sega CD. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have that 32X also add on. <laughs> Frankenstein fucking console. It looks like a fun game. It it absolutely looks like a fun game. Uh, I mean, if it's anything, if it's like the last one, the the original release, it should be really, uh, really good. Hopefully they do a little bit of uh, tweaking, you know, quality of life kind of improvements for it. But overall, I, I think that's a good buy. I don't think that's uh that's something I don't, I don't see that being something that's going to be disappointing to buy. Uh, as long as it doesn't include uh, Unleashed or anything else, because <laughs> those were bad. Uh, I enjoyed Generations. That was a fun game. Yeah, Generations was great. It's fun switching between the original Sonic and you always forget that he has a pot belly. Right. I'm waiting to see if anybody else is going to interrupt and, and say they want to talk about something else before we go into Microsoft. <laughs> I got nothing. Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. Okay, that's All why right. I interrupted you the first time. <laughs> I I don't care. I uh, it's something it's something you wanted to chat about. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up with it? Like other than just it looks cool or no? Um, um only else I would say, like on from our previous Nintendo conversation is like yeah. I don't understand what the whole remasters because you're coming out with the Skyward Sword this summer, where you've altered the settings where you don't have to play with the motion control. So why couldn't they make more Metroids or yeah. re-release them? I mean. 
if they're if they're able to do it with other games, absolutely can do it with uh, with Metroid Prime. I don't know any further why they wouldn't consider it, or if they're just waiting to or maybe maybe. And this is a hope, listeners. Maybe they're waiting to release it when they come out with Metroid Prime Four, and they just are holding off on it. Because uh, no, Vargo be on the Prime Switch Pro. Went into, <laughs> Metroid Prime. <laughs> <laughs> fucking goddamn it! Really quick, listeners. I want to bring up the fact that Metroid, the Met, or the fucking, the, sorry, the fucking Switch Pro has been brought up every fucking year, every goddamn year. Somebody comes up with the, uh, the Switch Pro is showing up. They're going to show it's going to be so much more powerful. You know what? If you think the Switch Pro is coming out, <laughs> like, come on. The, the thing shows up every goddamn year. And it, it, it's just always rumored to be to be around. It's never going to happen. They're never going to come out with a Switch Pro. And if they do, it will be a minuscule step up compared to the previous system. Now, I will say if they make the controls a little bigger... I'll buy one just for that. That's right? uh, I can help you though with that. Just I'll send you a recommendation. If you buy the uh, Deus Ex controllers, the hooks on the sides, which I think he has. Yeah, do you have them? Because those are meant for no. like real hands. The ones that I have right there. No, I I never got those. Are you retarded? Yeah. Okay. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like it dropped as a child. What happened? No, uh, I. It, How many times the, was he dropped? It's all the PVC glue that I work with. It's <laughs> rotting my brain. The fumes are finally getting to you. So, yeah, like I, my my neighbor brought up the uh, the the Switch Pro uh, to me when we were we were having a chat, and I sat there. I was like, yeah, you know, if it happens, cool. It'd be nice, but it's if it if it's. You know, if it does happen, it's going to be a minuscule upgrade. It's going to be, you know, from like the Wii to the Wii U. It's not going to feel like a huge generational jump uh, because that's just not what they do. And I and I pointed out to him it would be nice just to have it be larger for, you know, human hands. And a larger fucking memory bank. Right. Uh, you know, default uh, should be larger than 32 gigs. Yeah. Um, just saying. But all reality, if they did anything, re- I could just see them upgrading the dock. That's about it. Yeah, but in re- but in reality, the Switch Pro just it doesn't make sense. Like you could easily just have an upgrade a, a upgraded dock that would upgrade the graphics or add more processing power to it and essentially add like a or act the same way that a uh, an external graphics card works for a laptop. So you can have listeners with laptops, you can have an external graphics card that plugs into the laptop and boosts the graphical, the graphical abilities of video games. How some it's how some people get around the fact that they don't have a gaming laptop, but they want to be able to play nicer games. So that's the solution. It's not perfect, but it's better than, you know, some it's sometimes better than buying an entire laptop that's ludicrously overpowered, but massively, you know, just huge uh, to deal with. So they get the form, the small form factor laptop, and they have this thing on the side for when they want to play video games. The dock can work the same way for the Switch. You could have an upgraded dock where the dock adds more processing power, more graphical power to the system when it's plugged in. And that's how you get the better looking games. Is it perfect? Is that a perfect system? No, because obviously your games aren't going to look that great when they're being handheld, but it's going to be a heck of a better, you know, heck of a lot better solution for some games that run like crap on that system normally. 
no offense to no offense to my neighbor. It's it's just the fact that I like I hear the, that rumor every fucking year, every goddamn year from every fucking place on the planet. Like every magazine talked about it for fucking three months every year and it never happens. And I can actually add to this conversation because the way shit's gone of recent, what's the likely chance Nintendo's going to even find all the parts they need to build all these systems just look how hard it is for you guys to find your graphic cards and i can imagine that even the scaling down on some stuff is a bitch to find right now well i even had a conversation with this about uh the the gpu market with uh, josiah and and miles yesterday just the fact of they've they've analyzed like what's been going on and how hard it is just to find the chips everything that's that's been happening it's it makes it it makes it completely pointless to have a hardware launch at this point the gpu market who Every single GPU manufacturer, and I should say the two GPU, the two main GPU manufacturers, AMD and NVIDIA, have partnerships. They have third-party partnerships that make more powerful cards, that make the extra cards for everyone else to saturate the market with as many, you know, as many copies or boosts to their uh, flagships as possible, and they still can't fulfill orders. If they can't fulfill demand... On top of that, you have scalpers, you have, you know, the crypto miners that are stealing all their all their equipment. If they can't fill demand and they're working with partners, think about the console generation or the console market, the console market. Microsoft and Sony are the ones making their consoles. They don't have tons of partners making the same consoles for them over and over and over again in multiple markets. You don't you can't buy a EVGA PlayStation 5. You have to buy a Sony PlayStation 5. So you have to buy a Microsoft Xbox. If they're the ones making the consoles, you know, they can't keep up with the market. They can't keep up with scalpers and they can't do anything about scalpers to the point where Sony's CEO even has to admit the fact that he's pissed off about scalping because it's screwing over their games line. Why would Nintendo even consider coming out with a Switch Pro? That that, that sounds ridiculous. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I totally didn't mean to stoke that fire. <laughs> Weak. <laughs> sorry. Like I know, I know the outrage is funny, and it and it is, but it it drives me nuts whenever they do the rumor. Whenever they do the rumor mill, I get it. Right. <laughs> and it because in partly because that rumor, like that rumor mill, is there's nothing that backs it up. It's always oh, there's a new skew for the Nintendo Switch. Could this be the pro? No. It's not like instantly. It just, no, it's not. Or they not patent the, the design or yeah, I, anything of that nature. <laughs> umpteen dozen patents come through that never get used. You can't base it off anything. So regardless, Microsoft, since we can now talk about that, hopefully Microsoft's uh, presentation for E3 was fantastic. They did a great job. They showed off games. They showed off trailers they stuck to these are our talking points these are the things that we want to show you it was very it was to me a concise presentation designed to just build hype yeah and a lot more productive than the the game fest uh releases the week prior tremendously so uh i mean you know for yeah forza horizon 5 awesome presentation good information being given talked about some of the some of the tech you know that they've been using uh and it it just builds up the fact of yeah we just want we want to make a fun game here's our game 
you know, we'll let you decide whether or not you want to buy it. Yeah. Going to be in Mexico. Looks looks hyper realistic. Yeah. Minus I'm the vehicles. Surprised they didn't call it, you know, Forza Horizon Baja Blast in partnership with Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that Taco Bell correlation. It's going to be awesome. Oh man, could you imagine if you could win a car? Like they're going to do. They're, I guarantee they're going to do the whole Xbox Series X partnership again, where. Or you know where they sell the console, you get the box, the the meal box. You can yeah. get the you get to get the possibility of getting a console, even though they proved like two years in a row that no one won a console from right. doing those. They'll do so the. They're still sitting on those. them. <laughs> uh, management just kept all the uh, winning pieces. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Like Monopoly, only Monopoly it was the the mafia that figured out how to how to manipulate that system. For McDonald's listeners, if you haven't you haven't heard about that, there's an entire movie I think uh, or documentary. Yeah, there's a documentary it. on it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, not awesome as in it's it's great that it happened. It's awesome <laughs> that like, somebody sat there in, in the criminal organization. Figured like, it out. Fuck, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. So you had you have all this stuff for for Microsoft being shut off. Lots of games, really great stuff. They shut off uh, Halo. It was a CGI. It wasn't really a gameplay trailer. Uh, I think they're kind of minus still, the multiplayer minus the multiplayer. The multiplayer looked fun. Yeah. Uh, the multiplayer looked good, but multiplayer is typically for video games uh, a little less on the technical side for things. It's more about the energy, the things you can do about it. And they were, they showed some crazy shit. That was a better trailer than battlefield. Oh yeah. 2042 beyond better. That actually showed off. This is this, this game is halo. It's, it's, Halo multiplayer, and on top of that, Halo multiplayer is going to be free to play. Yep. And I actually brought a fucking point. thumbs up. Way to go, Microsoft. Way to think ahead. That actually made me think of something. Way to take our suggestions for the past fucking four years. <laughs> so, I think since the multiplayer component is yeah. going to be free, I think they should knock like fifteen bucks off. Uh, I don't because it doesn't it doesn't take away from, for the most part, most people, and I shouldn't say all of them, but I believe most fans buy Halo for the story. Agreed. Because out of the out of all first person shooter franchises, Halo is one of those ones where a majority of their gamers finish the story. Yeah, it's for me, and I'm sure it is for everyone else. Colin Malone, not included. Story first. <laughs> I don't touch multiplayer until I'm done with the story on yeah. these games. Yeah. So, and as, as far as story goes, it looks like they're going to retcon a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank God for that. It's it, it, I don't know if it's necessarily retcon, but it seems like they're going to they're skipping ahead of like, yeah, so we took care of Cortana already and now we have Cortana 2.0. And I when they showed off the whole like, you know, I thought you were supposed to wipe her out and she was supposed to be and you were supposed to be gone, all that stuff like that conversation between him and this new AI that's very reminiscent of Cortana it seemed like, okay, we're getting back to what we should have had. We're going to fix Halo 5 by, like you said, retconning it, but but essentially jumping ahead in the story and getting rid of the, the ridiculous story storyline from Halo 5, and we're going to move ahead a little bit yeah. beyond that and try to give you guys the story you deserved. And uh, when I say deserved, listeners, I mean fans. Like we, We're the reason why the franchise is so big. Uh, we deserve good stories and not stories that are written by hacks. And uh, Halo 5 was written by a hack. Not sorry. It's a fucking terrible story. I don't know how that even got approved. Now, I will say that typically I'm not a, a big multiplayer gamer anymore. But after watching the trailer for this, I'm definitely getting back into 
yeah. multiplayer for. Now, the thing I did notice is that the creative director that was the lead, uh, uh, lead for story and uh, all that for Bungie that was there for Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo OVST, Halo 3, uh, and Reach is back for Halo Infinite. And that should tell you something. This is the same person who left Bungie because Destiny was not going the direction they had planned. It was not following the storylines that they had planned. And you got tired of their bullshit. So he left them and went over to Microsoft and said, hey, I'd like I'd like an old job back. And Microsoft said, all right, you know, we'll put you in charge of Halo Infinite. So I feel much better about Halo Infinite than I ever have after Halo 5. Right. Yeah, I mean, this this whole thing brought back a lot of my faith that I had in the, the franchise in general. Yeah. So I, it looks like we're getting all of the best parts of the Halo games. You know, you're getting uh, the part weirdly that I'm most excited for is the customization from uh, Reach. Yeah. And uh, the art style from Reach. I always felt since the, the Spartans in Reach had it looked like they were more battle worn and everything. Yeah. And that's one thing that I didn't like about five is everybody looked like they all their armor just came fresh off the assembly line reach. They actually looked like, you know, they'd been on the front lines fighting for, yeah. you know, a while and their gear looked functional and five, they came out and it's all streamlined and alien looking. And yeah, you know, this I actually agree. looks like something that was designed by humans for, for a human. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, large that's humans. Cool. <laughs> very, very large humans. You know, it looks like the, the multiplayer is going back to what it was in three and four, which three is probably the most fun I had in Halo multiplayer outside of, you know, sitting around in one of my buddy's basement and bringing your TV over and playing, you know, the first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just looks like we're getting all the best parts of everything. Yeah. So, I mean, the older games, I am. I am a little cautious uh, on the side of error just because of the first time they presented it and you had Craig. Oh, <laughs> but uh, I am far more optimistic. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm far more optimistic, at least for the story for Halo than I ever was. And even if the game, the game could look like Halo one at this point for me, as long as the story is good, I am completely satisfied. As long as as long as the gameplay is still Halo, as long as the the story is good, yeah, we're good. Okay, thumbs up. It looks like it, lo- it looks like PS2 graphics. Don't care. At Pixelated least, mess. Don't care. At least then uh, <laughs> Craig would have been a little bit more acceptable, right? Yeah, they had Psychonauts too, which a lot of people were freaking out over. Like, ah, it looks awesome. It's been a long time since we had a Psychonauts game. Don't even know why there wasn't a sequel after that game because the first one was great. Well, and I think that's why a lot of people were so excited was it's been rumored for God only knows how long. Yeah. And now we actually have confirmation. Yeah, we, like they showed off. They showed off a, you know, a trailer a long time ago for it. But, you know, I mean, it was it was confirmed before this, but we finally got gameplay. We finally got to see, you know, oh, OK, it's actually you know, this is actually coming out. We're well, getting this. That's what I meant. We got the yeah. announcement trailer. Like, what was it like four or five years back? And yeah. we heard nothing. Yeah, and Microsoft was killing it throughout twenty what twenty seven games on Game Pass. Yep, twenty seven of the ones that they showed off. Yeah, fucking twenty seven games showed off on Game Pass, and not all of them exclusives. One of them was you know Dark Alliance. They like fucking nuts. Like that was great. Microsoft, you were taking you were taking task to Sony and showing, hey, what do you got? Yeah, this is how you create value. (laughs) 
Yeah. And uh, everyone who's sitting there going, oh, Sony's got the exclusives. Sony does have the exclusives. You're absolutely <laughs> right. And I'm looking forward to playing them <laughs> in two or three years. But they, they don't have a service that's nearly as good as this. It's just yeah. not. Yeah. And on the note of exclusives, <laughs> we got uh, a video, a CGI video of Starfield. Yep. Little tease. They claimed was an engine. Yeah, they claimed it in in creation engine two. Uh, not yeah. excited about that, but nope. You know, it's one of those. You know, it's so much be for what the, it's uh, be. so much for Bethesda saying, "Oh yeah, you know we're we're switching engines." Yeah, switching engines as in we've upgraded our current engine again. Yeah. It's still going to be a glitchy fucking mess guaranteed gambrio 22 <laughs> yeah I, listeners if you don't if you don't know this go ahead and look up on youtube there are plenty of videos that go through and explain uh how the creation engine is just gambrio yeah it's just been updated over and over and over again to be what it is now and it's this hodgepodge of just convoluted nonsense put together and that's why it's so glitchy and They're not making engines from the ground up so yeah the weird thing for me but, is that the the exterior shot of that video looks yeah. no better than Fallout 4. No. Um, but the interior shot looked a bit more detailed. Like the interior yeah. shots looked pretty good. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, hyper realistic, but pretty good. Yeah. Environmental looked the same. Uh, interior. Uh, I don't know. Uh, level design looked harsh or looked sharper yeah i uh, still no word on really any mechanics or anything like that yeah. um they even had uh pete hines on afterwards to try to eke out some more information but yeah nothing because you know they're tight-lipped however it is an xbox exclusive or xbox platform yeah, which means i'm wrong listeners it's one of the few few occasion occasions where i am absolutely wrong about a prediction Oh, we and didn't. I yeah, I didn't think it was going to be an exclusive either. A couple times, several podcasts back, listeners, I have made the statement of it won't go. It won't go exclusives just because it's ex- it's it's Bethesda, and Bethesda has always been on everything. And well, that they've and, always tried and to make Xbox more money. had been focusing on you know kind of inclusion in all reality. Like they weren't. Yeah, they I mean, weren't focusing on exclusivity. They were just like. Let's just get the games out there. Yeah, I, I mean, they, there's even another title that they show off that's not going to be exclusive to, or so far, not gonna, not going to be exclusive to Xbox because its predecessor was available on everything else. And we'll talk about that in a second because it's the most brilliant fucking trailer there than the entire goddamn presentation. <laughs> but when they showed off that this was going to be exclusive to Xbox only, a lot of fans are really pissed off about it. And I think Pete Hines and Todd Howard have explained it as best or have tried to do damage control as much as they can. But Todd Howard's was absolutely damage control. Uh, Pete Hines tried to basically say, I understand that you guys are mad. If there's not anything we can do about it, we're owned by Microsoft. We kind of have to do everything we can. And we never said that it was going to be available on everything. Yeah. And and that to their credit, that that is absolutely true. They never said it was going to be available on PlayStation, even though Sony put it on their website for a short time of the trailer, the teaser originally when it was announced. Yeah. But since then, it's been removed and they never said at the end it was going to be available on PlayStation and Xbox. They just said it was coming coming to future generations. And that was pretty much all they said. Um, 
so when people were getting mad about it, they started doing some more damage control. They tried to explain, you know, this is why. Todd Howard, you made a terrible statement, and it's just not true. Of you said that, well, by not having, you know, one of the benefits of not having it on the PlayStation is that we're not having to make sure that the game runs on an extra set of hardware. Uh, and I sat there really compared to uh, PC where you can't guarantee any hardware across the fucking board. Pete yeah. Hines said the same thing. Did he? Yeah, he uh, basically God, you know, was stating that, you know, the less platforms you have to develop for, the more streamlined the process. Yeah, I was like, that is that is the dumbest statement. First of all, the PlayStation and the Xbox, very similar architecture. So you're actually not having to do as much work as you thought versus the PC, which is, oh, yeah, there's no set architecture across the fucking board. There's no set architecture across the board for any PC. I could have completely different parts from anyone else. In fact, I do. Josiah's computer is nothing like mine when it comes to parts. How do they how do they make a variable that makes sure that it runs on his computer versus my computer? They can't. So that statement of put it on list platforms, bullshit, complete fucking nonsense. That makes zero sense whatsoever. If anything, it's easier to make games on an Xbox and a PlayStation than it is on the PC. Why? Because those systems don't change. You're not dealing with variables when it comes to the PlayStation versus the Xbox series. If it runs on the Series S and the Series X and the PlayStation 5, it will run on all of them. <laughs> yeah. If it runs on a PC, there's no guarantee that it will run on PCA versus PCB versus PCC. It could run on one out of the three, or it could run on two out of the three and not the other one. Or it could run on all three. It's a fucking toss-up. Right. Nonsense statement. <laughs> Now, the funny thing is, is the the way they had, you know, worded that about it, its exclusivity almost lends more credence, more weight to the potential rumor of maybe PlayStation will eventually get the uh, Game Pass uh, app, you know, put on their on their system. I kind of doubt it, but it'd be pretty fucking hilarious if that does actually happen. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think it would be a bad thing. Again, no. we've talked about this in the past, listeners. I think that Sony should make sure that the PS, that PlayStation now should be on Xbox and Xbox, uh, cl- the X Cloud with Game Pass should be on PlayStation. Yeah, they should. Uh, they should allow for those. And now, obviously, the two of them now. Obviously, I'm I'm slightly biased since I have both systems. Not everybody has that. I I laughed at people getting fucking pissed off about a new IP being exclusive <laughs> it was right. like uh, get the fuck over it <laughs> yeah like you not everything that gets xbox. announced on the playstation you don't hear a bunch of fucking bitching about it from xbox yeah you don't hear people on the xbox getting pissed off at the fact that god of war isn't available on on xbox or the the new uh Spider-Man. the new arcane studios game that's coming out the death loop you know you don't hear a bunch of people bitching that it's not going to be on time exclusive i but regardless you know, you don't have people but I, bitching But I know about what it. you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, who the fuck cares? <laughs> it's a new IP. You know, it'd be one thing if it was Elder Scrolls Six. Then I would totally fucking understand. I would be like, yeah, yeah I, I get it. I mean, here's here's the thing. At least at least with the Xbox exclusives, it's available on the PC. Yeah. You can't say the same thing for Sony. 
Yeah, very true. Very true. The God of War, God of War Ragnar, not so, going to be on PC. In, Horizon Forbidden West, not going to be on PC. I mean, we're, we're talking about exclusives that sell these systems. So I I understand yeah, it's that's frustrating. Why, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, don't get I mean, mad. I'm kind of on agreement with Pete Hines with that. Like, I understand, but how fucking nuts, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. In in my opinion, I think it, when it comes to the PR behind that, like with that statement, the the extra platforms thing, that's the only thing I got I got pissed off about because that yeah. that was a nonsensical statement that literally was just completely bullshit. Guys, I still think the the worst statement ever from a developer was uh, single player games are dead. <laughs> well that's ea yeah i was like that's yeah. the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard in development yeah, ea ea made that statement a long time ago um but yeah i get it but yeah like but but i think that i think that when it came down to the statement his first statement when he said it you know i understand and i it's it's tough to deal with but that's just the this is the nature of the beast this is what happens like, i think he handled it as best as he could when yeah. it came to that yeah when it came to that that was that I think that statement is fine and people can get mad at him as much as they want, but that's true. Yeah. You're not going to get, you're not going to get mad at Sony for their exclusives. Why are you going to get mad at Xbox for theirs? Yeah. At least Xbox exclusives are available on their PC. At least you have some possibility of having another outlet. If you go, if you have a PC that can, that's capable of, of running it. Yeah. So I'm, I, I don't feel sorry for anybody that bitches about it in all reality. No, I don't. I don't feel bad for anyone. Uh, I'm uh, the only thing is that I was surprised that it went exclusive, but yeah, uh, that's, you know, that's one of the occasions where I can say, Hey, I'm wrong. And it okay. could be complete fucking trash. We've, we still have nothing yeah. to really go off of with the game and people are fucking pissed. They're like what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. Completely unproven IP. Let's remind you, this is the same developer that made fallout 76. Yeah. Could be trash. Could be terrible could be completely unworthy of being on another system or like, you could not even want it. Like somebody living out. in the Sahara upset that they can't buy a yacht. <laughs> like, right. The fuck like, move. <laughs> okay, like it's whatever. Uh, I think, I think it's a bad, I think it's a bad decision financially listeners. And the only reason why I say that is because, I don't think this is going to cause a lot of people to buy an Xbox series, especially if it doesn't, if it's not that good. So they're limiting the amount of consoles it can be on. Yeah. But that's their choice. Sony does that every time they make any IP an exclusive. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the same tactic. Do you, do you see the correlation? Like I'm not, I am not saying like exclusives aren't bad. They're also not good. Right. Things that are exclusive means you can only get it on one in, in one place. No, the, but, the the kicker is when it's when it's a running series. Yeah, that yeah. when something like that happens, then it's a fucking kick in the teeth. Like, yeah, well, I've enjoyed I want Go ahead. It's like, you know, if they did it with a as as burnt out as it is, Assassin's Creed. I've played every single fucking Assassin's Creed on Xbox. If suddenly it yeah. turned around like, oh, we're gonna be a PlayStation exclusive and it's legitimately an Assassin's Creed title, then yeah, I'd be a little annoyed. Right. I have both, but yeah. I'd still be no annoyed. <laughs> Which I want to bring up the fact that they did not do that with the Outer Worlds 2. Outer Worlds 2 is not is not console exclusive. 
It's not platform exclusive. It's going to be available on PlayStation. Yeah. I'm five. So I, I'm so, so looking forward to playing through that I, thing. Dumb. So yeah. Right. Listeners. <laughs> Outer Worlds was fantastic. And Microsoft had bought Obsidian before the game had come out. But Obsidian was already set on the fact that, hey, it's going to be on all platforms. Microsoft said, that's fine. You uphold to your agreements. You agreed to make this for every for every platform. We are willing to do that. We're going to rake in the money, too. Microsoft made tons of money, made tons of money by having it on PlayStation, Xbox and PC. They it wasn't a loss for them. So much so that they're now making a sequel. And that trailer is fucking brilliant. I don't know who's doing the trailers for Obsidian, but they are they're they're fucking spot on. Dude, it's it's like their se- the it's for, their fucking uh, sense of humor. Like they've had yeah. it since you know way back in Fallout days. It's never right? changed. It's so it's so fucking funny. Like showing off that giant creature. This might not even be in the game. Say goodbye for to it forever. Like I laughed my ass off watching that trailer. I watched it so many times. It's so funny. It is the perfect trailer for for Outer Worlds too as a teaser. And the fact that Microsoft sat there and said, you know what? The first one was available on the PlayStation. It's available on our consoles. It's available on PC. We're not going to, we're not going to limit it now. We're going to make sure that it's still available on everything and that you guys still have a chance to get it on other platforms. Listeners, that's very generous of Microsoft since they own that company. They own that IP. So, Getting pissed off at them for putting a new IP that's not been available on everything else, making making that exclusive to their their systems, their platform only, which means Xbox and PC. That's their platform. It doesn't make any sense. You're getting mad. You're getting mad over nothing. Yeah. You're getting mad over something that's a common practice. You should be you should be praising Microsoft for the fact of. Hey, thanks for not making this an ex- this an exclusive. Thanks for continuing to make this franchise available across the board. We appreciate that. If they had probably put in the the time and money, they probably could have thrown a huge wrench into uh, Arcane's plans for Deathloop being on PlayStation. Absolutely, and could have probably stripped it away eventually. Uh, yeah. But that's not the case. They were like, "Well, we're going to honor that contract." Yeah, yeah, it's still exclusive on another platform that they don't own for by six no, months. By no means are we saying Microsoft is benevolent and and just no, you know, uh, generous as fuck. But I mean, they, but you they, should they, praise them when they do the good things. It's yeah. the same thing as like yeah. we 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 praise when EA does good things. We praise when when Blizzard does good things. Activision does, does good things. It's rare, but it, <laughs> but we still give them praise when it's warranted. Yeah, we don't think we don't think that changes the company across the board. They're still just a giant corporation that still just wants your money. They still want to control things. Okay, well, they're a company. Yeah, that's that's a given. But you should you should be willing to give them a a fucking clap when they do something right. It's okay to do that. It's okay to praise them when they do something right. It's okay to belittle them. And make them feel bad, even though they're a company, they won't feel bad. No, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's okay to to talk down to them when they do something wrong. Yeah, it's just like just like raising a, a child or a dog, positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. Yeah, you're not threatening to you're not as long as you're not going out of your way to threaten them or to you know to try and cause harm to them. That's different. Yeah, you know, we should never do that. 
uh, you know, going, going over to Twitter to tell somebody you're going to hurt them. Uh, that's against the law. It's called assault. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I thought, I thought that was very nice of them to do that. I think Microsoft had overall like best presentation of E3 showed off some of the best titles, the best games for E3. And I look forward, it, it makes me look forward to more from them. And the fact that they have continued to say, we're not going to limit this only to our newest generation because they realize what's going on, one, what's going on in the world. And two, they want to make sure they sell as many games as possible. Even if it's exclusive to their platform, they're still making sure it's available to as many people as possible within that, you know, within the PC and Xbox crowd. They didn't limit to the they didn't limit it to the series only. They said series one and PC. I mean that that's smart. That's just smart. Then they're doing the right things. So let's hope they continue to do the right things and don't do the stupid things. Right. And uh, we'll see it go from there. Microsoft has has switched over to the or to the light side partially, and uh, they're doing they're doing the right things that Sony used to do. You know, during the early years of the PS4, during the latter years of the PS3. Now let's see if Sony starts to take a turn as well and starts to realize, hey, we need to start paying attention to what our competition's doing with Game Pass. We need to start paying attention to what our competition's doing with this, this, and this, and really try to bring in more gamers into our platforms as possible. You know, uh, one of the big highlights for uh, you and me was uh, Atomic Heart. Seeing more of that. The fact that that is Game Pass made me so happy. I almost cried. The game's actually still coming out? <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I want to bring up something about Microsoft show that made me just go, holy shit, multiple times. How many times they said available day one Game Pass? Yeah, yeah. 27. 27, 27 the titles. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, I... I pretty much have to buy very few games from Xbox most of the time now. <laughs> that is very I mean, pro consumer. I'll still be, I'll still buy Halo Infinite. I'll give Microsoft my extra money just because I want to make sure one that I absolutely own that game. Uh and two, cuz I mean the downside to Game Pass is that at any moment they can actually the a title can go. Yeah. It, it yeah. just can. It's not it's you listeners it's not really probably going to happen with the with first party titles. I doubt that that will ever take place. Because Microsoft wants to make sure they build that library. And one of the things they can do to build that library is to make sure that their first party titles are on that library. But yeah, they get some blockbusters. I will show my support to Halo as long as as long as it's the Halo that I want. As long as it's not Halo 5, we're fine. <laughs> I don't mind giving them money, extra money to show them. Yeah, I, I absolutely will give you extra money because your game's worth it. That's what I plan on doing with the new Ninja Turtle game when it comes out. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, all of it was just great. And listeners, if you have a chance, go on to YouTube. Uh, there's plenty of highlight reels, but Microsoft's is worth uh, worth the watch for all of those. Um, but I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> all right. uh, I, I, I literally wrote down like everything that was fucking announced <laughs> just in case we needed to cover any of it. You're welcome to bring up anything else. If you do, I'm going to go to the bathroom, though. All right, go for it. <sighs> All right. So uh, one of the other big things that was talked about was Elden Ring. Uh, I still don't understand. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, I still, I don't, I still don't, don't get the draw of Souls-like games in all reality. 
Um, looked cool, but it's not something that I'm going to fucking play. <laughs> since you since you brought that up, I want to bring it alongside final the new Final Fantasy game being a Dark Souls S game. Which one was what? that? <laughs> uh, it's the new one they have coming out. I can't remember the title of it. Give me a second, since we're also going to do some kind of. Editing. Oh, I think I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the fucking name of it, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, but it's like three characters running around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one almost looked like it's 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 intended to be co-op. I don't know that it would be. Um, it. I would be more apt to play that over Elden Ring, personally. I'm just wondering when this whole Dark Souls fad, if it's ever going to uh, end. It's not going to go away. Permanently, it, I think, is it think it's just permanently added to the uh, the genre? If it goes away, it's not going to be anytime soon. <laughs> it's like it's like BDSM. There's a, there's a community for that. <laughs> okay, yeah, Final no, Fantasy Origin is what it's being titled as. Unfortunately, the, uh, the community for that is being very, very vocal and very annoying. Yeah, and that's the that's the 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 group that gets the most attention paid to them. So you know, that's yeah. the reason why we have fucking battle royale everywhere, and well, you know, shit I'm, like souls. <laughs> I'm just excited that the uh, the MOBA community seems to have gone away. So I might actually get real strategy games again. Right. Um, there was Anacrusis. That's a four player co op alien shooter. Looked like it was a. Uh, Intended to be kind of like Left 4 Dead. We talked about that last week. Did we? Yeah, we did. Okay. Uh, I think they had showed more on it. Uh, this, uh, they showed a little more around. details on some of the levels this time around. Uh, in that same vein, though, we also had uh, Redfall, which is from Arcane. Uh, looked like it, you would assume that it looks like it's going to be like Left 4 Dead with vampires. It's a Left 4 Dead with vampires. Um, there's, there's already pushback from it saying, oh, that's, that's not what it is, but that's, that's the feel. Uh, the trailer was cool. Could have fooled me. (laughs) Yeah. That's not what it is. (laughs) Um, but I mean, it's masquerade bloodlines, the mass or it's what masquerade blood or sorry, vampire bloodlines, masquerade (laughs) left for dead. In all reality, (laughs) a lot of the stuff they showed (laughs) off didn't have. A tremendous amount of gameplay. Most of it was just trailers. Yeah, there was uh, yeah. a lot of CGI trailers. Yeah, uh, exception being Stalker Two that had gameplay. That was one of the very first ones they showed off. Yeah. Um I didn't play the previous series. Uh, you know, I don't really know much about it other than trust me, listeners. The the likelihood of you having to have played the first one in order to understand the second one very low. Right. At first, I thought it was like a, another Metro. Because that's that's what it was kind of ringing to me as. Yeah, Metro takes a lot of its uh, visual styling from the original Stalker. Oh, I I bet there's a there's a you know how we we talked about uh, zombies being kind of a saturated market uh, for quite some time, and yeah. it's almost like Chernobyl's getting kind of saturated now. <laughs> you know that that setting. I can see I like I can see what you're saying. I think fans for the Stalker series will will still be into it just because of the fact that. Uh, that's where the first one took place. And right. the original Stalker, God, that came out in early 2000s, I think. I could be wrong. I want to say it was like 2002. But there are other games that have 
that have come out or are coming out that have that same kind of setting. That's 2007. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a cool setting, but at, at what point does it become too much? Yeah. Let's see what you're saying. Um, we're getting a, another Plague Tale game. Uh, I really enjoyed the first one. It was a great story. I just fucking hated the goddamn boss fight. So, but I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going to take it from from the previous iteration. Um, there's also going to be Age of Empires uh, 4, I think it is. Yeah. Um, that's, that's getting its console release scheduled, I believe. Which, listeners, if you thought Age of Empires 4 was already out, you're not alone. Uh, because they've had so many since 3 that have basically just been add-ons that yeah. it feels like 4 was already out. It's kind of like when uh, when Civilization uh, 5 came out. I was like, didn't they already have, <laughs> have this? Right. Uh, yeah, there's so many iterations of the same kind of game that yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to keep track of. Um, looks interesting. Uh, I think it's one of the many that are going to be on Game Pass. I'll probably check it out at some point. Yeah. Um, one of the other ones they showed off, it sounded like you were sort of familiar with this one, Vario, was Hades. Yeah. Uh, Hades is, has been on PC for a while. So um, it's just basically just coming to console. Gotcha. Um, looks, uh, I don't know. What would, how would you describe it, really? Hades is it's a roguelike uh, RPG. Would it really be an RPG though? I guess it's more of it's more of like an action, uh, like, like an action slash. dungeon title. Yeah, yeah, like uh, you you. It's a roguelike uh, dungeon uh, crawler essentially. Mm. I guess that's the best way I can put it. So I, like hack and slash, I guess action uh, would be more along the lines. Um, didn't, visually, didn't look bad. No, I mean, you know, it's been it's been out since I'm going to look it up. I think it's 2018. Yeah, 2018 came out in uh, December uh, on PC. It's been out for PC and Mac for a while. Uh, so now it's coming to Nintendo Switch and uh, other consoles. Or no, it actually came out to Nintendo Switch already. Sorry, my bad. There's an update for uh, coming out for Grounded uh, Shroom and Doom update. Um once again from uh, Obsidian, and yep. uh, good trailer. Fucking yeah, blob spider. The arach- <laughs> uh, was the arachnophobia arachnophobia uh, mode. And, like it's still mode. terrifying. <laughs> like it's, the blob, look at it. It's terrifying. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off with that. I really, um, I want to see Ellen's reaction from uh, Outside Extra because she has, oh, she's yeah, arachnophobic, yeah, yeah. and I, I want to see what her reaction to that is because I'm sure it's probably hysterical. And also in the same vein as updates, flight simulator is getting its console release and it's going to get jets. <laughs> yeah. It's get, getting top gun. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, danger zone gun mode. Danger zoned. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes on the series listeners. I yeah. don't think that is coming to, I don't think that, I think that is one of the ones where it is not coming to last gen consoles. Because I don't yeah. see how last gen consoles could run it at all. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be rough. My system, yeah, my my system can barely run it uh, on my PC. Uh, my dad's PC, his his GPU is is more powerful than mine, 
and his can barely run it. So, and um, I'm trash at flying sims. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to give an adequate review for it because I'll probably not be able to take off the ground. <laughs> right. Uh, it'll also be interesting to see if they like. I I want to. I, I hope they fixed the controls because the controller for PC doesn't work for shit. Yeah. At least it didn't the last time I tried it. Um, which is the only way I'd be able to play it on my PC because I don't have a uh, stick and throttle. But um, yeah, it's. I'm hoping they've gone through a lot of optimization. They've done a lot of things to try and make sure it runs runs well and looks good on uh, consoles because I don't want to see this thing turn out to be another cyberpunk where it the what they showed isn't what you're getting that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, overreaches. Uh, that's, that's significantly. Yeah, I mean that's significantly what we got for cyberpunk for last generation consoles. Not so much for PC and and current gen. I mean. PC and current gen, it, that game looks pretty relatively what they showed off. Uh, I'm not saying the systems and stuff, just visually. Right. Quality-wise. Uh, but, uh, listeners, there was an old saying for PCs. Uh, it was a joke for a long, long time, even even on going on to consoles of, yeah, but can it run Crisis? That used to be the saying. And that's because when Crisis came out, it was the most high-tech ridiculous fucking game on the planet and it was insanely hard to run on any system because almost no systems could run it the top of the line pcs when it came out could barely run the game that's how overpowered the engine was and what's really funny is it just created the like it wasn't even like a mark of like oh man the game's terrible because you can't run it it was one of those things of yeah but can it run crisis uh that was that was the joke and Flight simulators turned into can it run flight simulator. I mean, it's that that's the can it run crisis now of it. It's the power requirements for it to run at even just 1440 P is nuts. So again, really hoping that it, the, that they've gone through and tightened it up, especially for the consoles, because I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a game come out as for this newer generation I don't want a game to come out that doesn't look the way it should or doesn't live up to the expectations of players because when whenever that happens, especially on newer titles, it immediately runs your mind runs through your mind of, well, why the fuck did I even buy this? Yeah. If it can't run on this, why do I even own it? And I don't want to see that happen. So hopefully that's not the case for this, especially for fucking Star or Starfield in the future. But <laughs> uh yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, the the trailer they showed off when they said when they said this is what the game looks like. That's how it looks like on PC when you have a good system. Right. It looks phenomenal, like goddamn damn, like damn near realistic. Yeah, the only uh, thing that throws you off a little bit is the planes, and that's kind of the same sentiment we had with the uh, that with Forza, Forza trailer. Yeah, like everything looks good. The uh, uh, cars are a little questionable. It has to do with contact shadows and certain uh, certain ambient occlusion that's not on like the the ambient occlusion shading that's yeah. not exactly on the models themselves. Uh, when those are taken away and you're using strictly ray tracing, while ray tracing may be more realistic shading, at the same time it's not hyper realism. And hyper realism is kind of what makes games look more realistic. Realistic. I know it's weird to say, listeners, but when you add some of that hyper realism, the extra shading, that's what you got with the uh, 
uh, Halo. So like when you look at Halo 5 versus Halo Infinite, why things looked flatter was because they were using global illumination and it took away the ambient occlusion that you are used to seeing. You're used to seeing in a game to make things look more realistic, look like it has more shading, look like it has more texture to it. And that's what's happening in Forza Horizon. And that's what also happens in Flight Simulator is that with the lack of those things, certain parts come off as fake. It's almost like looking at a great, like you, when you look at something that's clearly on a green screen. Yeah. And no extra work has been put into, okay, we have to add some shading here to make it look, yeah, to make it look like it's more blended, stuff like that. So you end up, seeing what looks like this ultra realistic background, this ultra realistic landscape, but you have this three dimensional fake model on it, even though the entire landscape and everything is actually fake. The landscape is, has so much detail to it and so much shading and so much extra effort put into it that the model, even though it might have the same kind of care, doesn't quite do the same things with the lighting. It makes it look kind of fake and floaty which is what I felt watching the Forza Horizon 5 trailer. When we saw that, I kept telling Miles, I'm like, man, even, like, I don't know if it's the compression or if it's the the model, but I watched it in 4K afterwards without the compression to make sure, and, and it looks, the environments look phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but the cars on top still look a little floaty, and part of that has to do with contact shadows not being the same. You have this ultra beautifully rendered realistic environment versus a car that while the car is realistically rendered, the shading on the car doesn't add more realism. It kind of takes it away. It makes the car look floaty and looks like the, the tires aren't making quite contact with the ground. So instead of it coming off as this is super real, it comes off as, ah, this looks more fake than it did previously yeah. with older games. So that's the downside to ray tracing. And I think developers really need to kind of, they need to evaluate that and look at it and go, look, while ray tracing is great and it does a lot of really great things and it cuts a lot of corners for us with uh, reflections, with you know lighting, with just sound, everything. Uh, ray tracing is absolutely a, a future staple in gaming. There are certain things and certain tricks that we need to blend in. This is kind of where the, uh, it, it almost reminds me of the film industry, Miles, when we used to talk about how, oh, that looks too fake and they need to use practical effects mixed with, uh, CGI in order to really kind of marriage the two. Yeah. It reminds me of that where they have to use, they need to go back to, okay, we need to bring in older techniques mixed with the newer techniques to make things look better. Yeah. Cause there's a big, big Valley, especially when it comes to like Forza where the environments are created with the, the photogrammetry and yeah. then you're taking a completely constructed 3d model instead of, you know, more realistic textures and, and light bounce, mm-hmm. I think uh, also factor into it. Uh, yeah. To, to kind of diffuse some of that. So it doesn't look as cartoony in, in, yeah, re- in comparison. That's what we're talking about listeners. So that's where, uh, that's where that sentiment comes from. So if you watch those and you thought the same thing, that's, that's kind of what your mind is going through of like, Oh, well there's something missing. There's just something slightly off. Yeah. That's making me go, that's not real. It's the same things that go through your mind when you see a complete human face rendered on television versus actual uh, people next to them. It's 
there are certain things about it. There are certain muscle, muscular movements, stuff like that, that your brain cues in on. And it's just like, it's just not quite real. Yeah. Not quite there. Oh, I mean, and, and the technology is getting there. Like the, uh, that fucking unreal meta human creator, uh, oh, yeah. is fucking insane. Uh, you know, so I mean, it's it's getting that 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 valley is getting narrower and narrower. Yeah, as it gets narrower, listeners, in order to make sure that that gap is closed even more, they need to start marriaging older techniques with the newer techniques, and I think they'll be solid. I absolutely. I absolutely think that if they were to take Forza and 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 Flight Simulator and add just a little bit of ambulance, you know, ambient occlusion, a little bit of uh, shading, a little bit of uh, concentration on some of the textures on the models that they'd just be solid. They'd be right there. You'd be sitting there going, holy shit, that's actually a real car. Yeah, absolutely. What else you got? Uh, we're also getting a snowboarding game called Shredders. Oh, uh, yeah. I confused that with Ubisoft's... Uh, uh, Riders Republic. Riders Republic. I, yeah. I think that's what it's called anyways. Uh, now, I will say, just in terms of how fun it looks, I'd say Riders Republic looks a little bit more fun just because it's a little bit more wacky. Uh, it's batshit. I saw like one yeah, of the tra- yeah. most recent trailers. They had like sixty people in one fucking run. I was like, <laughs> nope, that we're all uh, dead. Yeah. I might be the guy in front <laughs> falling down and killing all the other riders behind me. Uh, like fucking uh, Tour de France, just <laughs> collision all the way down. Whereas uh, Shredder's uh, clearly focuses solely on snowboarding, and you know it's been a while since we've had like a, a good snowboarding game. Um, yeah, it, it looks nice. looks good. Uh, the, the positive between this versus uh, uh, Riders Republic is that this, I believe, is going to be on Game Pass. <laughs> right. Whereas Riders Republic is not going to be because it's Ubisoft. So. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give it a try. If, if it's on Game Pass, if it's one of the 27, 27 games. I will absolutely give it a shot. Actually, yeah, I know it is because we talked about it replacing Descenders for us. The, the mountain yep. biking one. That's right. Yep, <laughs> you're right. Um, and hopefully it doesn't require us to, to climb a fucking mountain like Ubisoft's last failure of a, uh, yeah. uh, ski game. Hopefully their hopefully their writer's Republic game avoids that too. Oh yeah. It, it listeners, like when we talk about that, like it's, it was a cool idea at the time Yeah, yeah. and we appreciated the sentiment and the, the dedicated to realism or dedication to somewhat realism. But at the same time, when there was no other way of getting around, like there was no snowmobiles, nothing set up for it to like for better travel. It got tedious and annoying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the whole point of a game is to be fun. And if you're adding in a mechanic just to be a mechanic and there's absolutely no fun to it, why, why is it there? Yeah. It's to me, it's, it's almost like the, uh, the best way I can describe it, it's like the 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 tank walking mechanics in skate. Yeah. Yeah. Where you had like you'd get off the board and you could walk around. Well, that's great to set up your trick. Awesome. Except for the fact that you walk around like a tank and it is terrible. Yeah. A little, so a little focus is a little too much on on sim simulation rather than just being arcadey and fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we also got a uh teaser from Avalanche Studios for their new open world co-op game uh called Contraband literally didn't show anything it was just nope. like a, a garage pan with a good soundtrack and as soon as i saw Avalanche Studios pop up 
was like, okay, so it's an open world game. And right. Shayna looked at me and she's like, how do you know? I was like, that's all they do. That's all they do. That's, that's their <laughs> I was specialty. like, and it's going to be co-op. And then it panned over and it went co-op. I'm like, see? <laughs> yeah. That's the listeners. That's their specialty. That's yeah. the, they literally created an engine specifically just to be able to do open world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll be interested to check it out whenever they eventually uh, un- unload some more from it. Gen Zero was fun. We'd still eventually have to go back to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, listeners, Gen Zero is a fun game. We don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah. It might because be better by now, but I, I don't know. Be I haven't now, logged but, into it in a while. But Miles and I really enjoyed it just because <laughs> it, it was an exploration game and it was batshit. And we were like, all right, why not? There was nothing really to it, but it was fun for us. <laughs> fucking robots appearing in a goddamn stairwell. And concussive force <laughs> kills. Yeah, concussive force is a bitch in that game. Yeah, seriously. Right, just like in real life. <laughs> like, it, was, it was a bit severe in that game, though. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> <be> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and shooting the fucking windshield of a car and I kill us both. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny. Hysterical I didn't see that thing exploding. <laughs> <laughs> Wiping us both the fuck out. Uh, we so saw funny. a little bit more on 12 Minutes. That was a game that was uh, shown off a while back. Um, looks like, I want to say that they added some some high-end voice talent to it because I don't remember it being present when they first unveiled it. It's got, I, I don't remember everybody that was listed in there, but Willem Dafoe is one of the uh, people. It's listed. Yeah, Wonderful. It's, it's supposed to be the uh, villain. Yeah, it, 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 there's some A-list uh, uh, talent in there, so I don't know that it's ever going to be a game that I'm really going to be all that interested in. <laughs> but right. it's cool that it's getting uh, to that me, step up. It seems up like one I'll wait for in Game Pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. at which just, vast majority of these will be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, replaced. That was I. Uh, Bargo and I think that was the Blade Runner style game that we were kind of shown um, a few years back. It's it that is not side scroller. Uh, no, that that game is still. I that that game is still basically just not being made. Gotcha. Because um, <laughs> I, I looked it up and I was like, uh, this one seems exactly like that, and a bunch of people were saying the same things, and they said, no, it's not. It's a different game, and. Uh, a completely oh. different developer but I regardless I this one does one. look cool <laughs> right um very interested to see uh more on it as time goes on uh slime rancher 2 i played the first one part of game pass not really my cup of tea but i get it you know it's kind of a fun you know simple game yeah um so you know fans of that cool you get another one <laughs> Uh, I think this one was during their, their conference. Uh, there was a few things that were released around the same time that popped up on YouTube about the same time. There's one called far changing tides. Um, looks interesting. Kind of one of those maybe cerebral, I, uh, side scroller kind of sci-fi, uh, stories. Yeah. There was party animals, which has Loach's attention very much. So, (laughs) Looks like it's just gang beasts with uh with weapons. You just beat the shit out of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, by the way, the game that uh that I was trying to find or that I was trying to remember was uh, called The Last Night. Mm. 
Yeah, that, that sounds right. Um, the blade, the Blade Runner style one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one's the one that's on hiatus. Who was the developer on it? Uh, I think it's uh, odd, yeah, Odd Tales. Yeah, it, doesn't um, sound it was supposed to be published by uh, Raw Fury. Um, uh, okay. Um, there was a game that was shown off called Somerville. Uh, looks like kind of a limbo esque. Uh, game uh, side scroller kind of story that we've come accustomed to with those style of games. Looks like it's set in like a uh, a War of the Worlds kind of setting. Look creepy, look neat. Yeah. Um, here's to see more on that. Uh, another part of Bethesda <laughs> Fallout seventy six, uh, the Pit. That's the the DLC that they're bringing in to the game, and Literally everybody that I, I read up on online was like, okay, I don't fucking care. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody liked the pit. Like, I don't understand why that was the uh, the big draw. A lot of people were saying, like... Well, that's no, interesting because nobody liked Fallout 76. Right. There, there was a lot of people that were like, you know, bring in, like, you know, a no, New Vegas DLC. Did. I'm like, well, that's really different part of the country. <laughs> right. I'm not sure that would have worked out so well. Uh, somebody came out with a DLC mod uh, for uh, Fallout 4 that a lot of people were, were questioning whether or not it was a legitimate thing and not a mod. Is a uh, Fallout yeah. London. Uh, a lot of people were losing their shit over that. I was like, it looks like a mod. <laughs> I was like, let me look into it. And sure enough, that's it's just a DLC-sized mod that somebody uh, came up with. And, I was yeah. so excited for that until I saw it was a mod. <laughs> it looks like it's well done for a mod, but it's not going to draw me back to, to playing it. Um, you had the uh, the Life is Strange remaster announced during the week. No fucking thank you. <laughs> well, the the thing is, the reason why it was announced is it's mostly for the Switch. Is that what it, the, the, the big draw is for it? That's what, yeah, that's why they made it was uh, because... The third one is coming to the Switch, so they made the remaster, which includes uh, the uh, Life is Strange and uh, the prequel. What's it called? Uh, Before the Storm? Is that it? Yeah. And I think it's uh, supposed to include the, uh, the new one, too, right? The the Yeah, they're, they're bundling them together. Yeah. You can get it. You uh, can actually get them separately from what I understand, but. Um, what they showed off from it, though, I'm like, it's it's never been a game that's been big on realism as far as its art style goes. And that's kind of what the remaster feels like, is that it's trying to make it a little bit more realistic as far as, like, yeah. you know, skin texture and lighting and stuff like that. Like, it's not necessary for that game. Like, it has that art style for that reason. Yeah, and it, it actually was kind of perfect for it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, trying to add the little more realism to it kind of brings it into the uh, the same look and feel of what's the one with the the brother and sister. Oh, you know, uh, the, tell me why. Uh, kind of brings it in the same vein as that, which is kind of the way that the third one looks to me. Right. But yeah, it loses loses that kind of comic-y feel to it. Yeah. Um, which is just 
sad. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to play uh, the first game uh, like that personally. But it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, if I want to play the first game again, I'll just go back and play the first game. <laughs> right. Um, I still have and it. And so. real quick for the they they did have some that were announced during Game Fest and during uh, the Xbox showcase that they actually did demos for. And I managed to download and play at least a little bit of a good handful of them. Uh, Sable, uh, the uh, sort of cell shaded one. Hey, like listeners, it, uh, this is the one that I, I made the comments last week on the yeah. frame rate. Yeah. Fucking, fucking with you. So. Yeah, and I totally understand where Varga was coming from. Where it, it really is off-putting uh, for that frame rate. Like you, But even if I was able to ignore that... It's kind of boring, you know. That it's there's not anything to really draw me into the game uh, from the demo that I played. It's a cool art style, yeah. And the draw distance has some really bad like pop in. Uh, yeah, you're telling us about that. Yeah, even when you're not really going anywhere, you have shit popping in, and for something that's that low uh, poly count, that should not be happening. <laughs> that should be fucking not even cake to uh, render uh, yeah. yeah it should not even be a thought especially on the system you were playing it on yeah i played all these <laughs> were being played on the series x um i played tunic it's kind of a top down i thought it was going to be kind of a uh, legend of zelda clone-esque and it's really more of a like a top down light <laughs> yeah um <laughs> it's, once again cool art style but you know, it's not as punishing as, as a Souls game. So, I mean, there's yeah. that. Um, but, and you do, you do lose your shit. And not your, not your weapons, but you have to go pick it back up. I'm like, man, this is, it's not fun for me, personally. Nope. <laughs> so, I, I had installed it after, like, my fifth death. Uh, there's one called Echo Generation. Seemed like a really cool concept, watching the, uh, the trailer for it. Uh, but honestly, that game is fucking terrible all around. <laughs> the The dialogue is awful. The sound is awful. Combat is terrible. It's just not worth your fucking time. Gotcha. I don't see that being uh, uh, saved in any sense. Uh, there was one called Rift Breaker. Uh, it's, uh, I was explaining it to the guys. It's kind of like Helldivers with mechs and some light base building. Uh, it's yeah. a little bit clunky, like it's intended for PC and not for console. Um, as far as like trying to hotkey to build items and whatnot. Okay, but it it was fun. Like what I enjoyed was fun. I didn't know that uh, uh, I wasn't supposed to succeed in the demo, so it overran me pretty fucking <laughs> uh, hardcore towards the end of the game. Mm. But that one actually might be worth checking out once it comes out. Uh, there's one called Cardiclism. Fucking terrible. It's basically a mobile game. <laughs> uh, and I've seen that a lot lately uh, where games get announced for console and they, they come out and they're they're essentially kind of just a mobile game that they're charging for instead of gotcha. you just playing it for free on your phone. And that's kind of weird. Man, it's kind of annoying. Like, I don't really want this to become a standard uh, played a demo for Scarlet Nexus. That's one of the, the ones that's coming out actually pretty soon. 
in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it's got some really cool and pretty fun combat. Uh, the dialogue and voice acting, though, is fucking wooden. It's flat. It is, is it? Yeah, it's so boring in that aspect. Uh, it's really hard to... I found myself just skipping. Like, let me just go fight shit. Like, that's all I want to do. Um, it gives you a choice, at least in the demo, it gives you a choice of picking the male protagonist or the female protagonist. Uh, the male protagonist is advertised as being uh, more of a close combat specialist, whereas the uh, female protagonist is... It's not really correct to say ranged, uh, mid-ranged combat, because she, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, flings around telekinetic knives. Um, that's the character I went with. And it, it's cool. The, the fight uh, choreography and moves are really neat. Uh, but man, that fucking dialogue is just atrocious. <laughs> uh, I don't. They're so late in the game on it, though. I don't see that ever being fixed. Uh, I mean, if you can deal with that, I guess it's worth checking out. Uh Orcs Must Die 3 got announced uh, as a little teaser. Uh, Anderson and I played the shit out of the first one, and we played a little bit of the second, but the second turned into a free-to-play game. And they just loaded that fucker with microtransactions. Yeah, yeah, it was. It kind of ruined it, really. Like The gameplay was fine, but them bastardizing it with, with turning it into that microtransaction Yeah, it puts me on the fence of picking on 3. Made us not really want to stick with it, and so I, I'm a little concerned that they're going to do the same damn thing with three. Yeah, I was looking at just now, and they were wanting to charge twenty five bucks for it right now for three when yeah. it comes out. Uh, I'm sure um, that one was announced on, uh, or that where I saw it was on YouTube for the PlayStation channel. I don't know if it's going to be PlayStation exclusive. Uh, I think it's a timed exclusive. Gotcha. Because the very first one, I think the very first one we played, it was on Xbox only, I think. No, it was on PlayStation Xbox when it released, and then the second one released was the timed exclusive. Gotcha. Um, and the only thing left I have is uh, Xbox or Microsoft uh, brought back their design lab for creating your custom controllers. And a lot of people are fucking annoyed as shit because they took away all the metallic options. Um, so you, you have less of a design studio than you did before uh, with a newer controller. And I just laughed at it because I'm like, all right, you brought back the design studio. <laughs> did you fix, you know, controllers not connecting or stick drift? <laughs> and a lot of people are asking for, uh, them to do design lab for, uh, elite controllers. And apparently they've been asking for it for a while and still nothing. On that either people have been asking for the design lab for the elite the elite controller since the elite came out yeah and there's still no acknowledgement of it whatsoever nope i don't think they plan on ever ever doing anything for the elite probably not the controller is really expensive on its own uh in my opinion it should it should already give you the option like you should be able to order it like customized regardless oh yeah absolutely um but at least the very best that you have a gamer tag on the back of it I wouldn't want it. I, I don't put my name on anything, Anderson. Do you still put your name on your underwear? No, just the bottom of my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you, claim, you claim yourself that way Andy can't claim you, is that it? Hey, man. It's always better when you play by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, and Vargo and I watched uh, Clarkson's Farm. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was funny. A lot of laughs. I never thought I would be able to sit around and say, you know, I had a lot of fun watching a show about farming. Right. It's the it's that the main the main attraction is that guy that fixes his wall his stone walls. <laughs> like yeah, he sounds he the way he talks is like the guy from fucking. Uh, hot fuzz that you can't understand a goddamn word he's saying. That's that's exactly how he sounds. Like Miles and I were dying laughing every time he was on there because we could not figure out what he was saying. By the end of the show, he makes several full sentences that make sense. Yeah, and we're sitting there going, "Why can't he talk like that all the time?" He he had <laughs> some really great. clean sentences after his haircut. I'm like, is it directly? correlated like do you become more <laughs> articulate as you get less hair no i i don't think that's the case <laughs> well, for, maybe not for you yeah i was gonna say definitely <laughs> not for me yeah it was uh it's it's very entertaining it's worth watching it's on amazon prime it's fucking hysterical when that guy's on yeah uh and only dis- the fact only of- disappointment was uh hammond and may not showing up at any point right yeah they they don't make an appearance. It was unfortunate because there were several moments where I was just like waiting for Hammond to show up with his own tractor and yeah. just, you know, Clark Clarkson making a statement like, you ever done that before? No, <laughs> it can't be that hard. <laughs> you, you're sure you want to do this? Yes. <laughs> like doing the, the the like just really excitement for for doing something uh, that is <laughs> out of the ordinary. But. It was it was fun to watch. It was fun to see the stuff that he that he gets involved in. The I mean the different mistakes that he makes, and I loved the fact that the kid I call him a kid. He's in his twenties, um, but the the Caleb, Caleb, yeah. I wanted for some reason I wanted to call him Jacob, uh, but uh, Caleb, who <laughs> who helps him out on the farm, the great it's a great refreshing. Uh, not really refreshing, but I should say it's a great dynamic because it's very similar to how he works with Hammond and May of you have somebody else who just doesn't take this, doesn't take a shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll dish it back at him. And it was great. Um, and, uh, you know, God bless his girlfriend. Cause she puts up with him. <laughs> it puts up with so much shit from, from, uh, Clarkson. It's unreal. Yeah. So does that mean that Hammond's the last one not to get his own special? No, he did. Uh, no, he, he did. Matter of fact, I think his was first. Was it? Um, yeah. Well, te- technically, uh, May had his first special. That was uh, Our Man in Japan. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, Hammond's special was the fake reality TV show being yeah, stranded. It's a, on it was a science and, fun and show. It was a fun. <laughs> it, yeah, it was just a fun show. Um, but as you know, it was, it, we recommend them. They're, they're entertaining. I haven't watched the James May or cooking with James May. Uh, but that's mostly a cooking show and I'm re- not really into that. That's probably something that you could watch miles with uh, Shana. <laughs> probably. Cause she really likes, um, I loved uh, our man in Japan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our great. man in Japan was great. Though I will say out of the three of them, may tends to be the bit more dry, uh, character. Yeah. His oh, I thought they're so fantastic when the three of them are together. Anime updates. 
listeners, I've been, I've, you know, as I have been saying, I've been going through anime and uh, one of the most recent shows that I finished is Yuzuki uh, Chen wants to hang out. And it is a, it, it says it's a romantic comedy. There's not a whole lot of romance in it, but it's very, it is pretty funny. Um, some, uh, little bit of lewdness to it, but it's not over the top and the characters are entertaining. So it's worth a watch. In my opinion, I have been watching that over Funimation. So, uh, if you want something that is lighthearted and entertaining, that's a, that's a decent one to go through. There's some weird things in it that I don't quite get. And I think they're probably manga uh, references, but there's like a cat that shows up and gives weird fucking facial expressions for no goddamn reason in it. And, uh, <laughs> Then there's also the shot or the his his the the main character's boss and the boss's daughter who can somehow telepathically know each other what each other's thoughts are and and speak to each other about what's happening, which is weird. Um, I think it's supposed to be implied of like the fact of like they either talk about this on the side or that they just you know know what each other's thinking, but it it comes across as telepathy <laughs> in it, but uh. It's uh it's entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. It's not super long. I think they just got a second seat or just got signed up for a second season. So uh know that it does just kind of end where it's at. Uh the other one that I have been watching recently, and I am at uh episode four, I believe, or five, is The Devil is a Part Timer. And that is about Satan who it's the devil but it's not Lucifer apparently. Cause that's a, that's a different character. Uh, but the, the devil from this alternate dimension who tried to take over a entire continent and subjugate all of mankind over uh, in this other dimension ends up getting defeated. And after his defeat, he uses a portal to escape and through the portal comes to our world, our dimension and is in modern day Japan where he, since our world has almost or has almost no magic in it, uh, he loses a majority of his magical powers. His uh, demon general who comes over with him, they both look human. He, he and his demon general look human, and because of that, they don't have they don't have their abilities that they used to. The most he can do is hypnotize people, essentially, uh, to begin with, and to survive in our world until they can figure out a way to get back they have to get jobs and be like normal people. So the devil gets a job at a McDonald's, which is McDonald's in, in the show. Um, and not a McDowell's. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, and as a re, you know, as a result ends up in my opinion, becoming more because he's human, he becomes more human. He's actually more caring towards people. He's actually kind and nice, which is funny because he has this completely other persona from, you're what you're supposed to think at the beginning. Uh, based off of what you, what you see, I think it's kind of one of those things of he was actually always like this. He just didn't really know it and lived in a world where humans and demons don't get along. So uh, now he's in a world where humans just don't care <laughs> and he doesn't look like a demon. So it doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, it's, you know, it's entertaining. It's pretty funny. I have enjoyed it just for it's kind of uh, like a little bit of an intriguing story. And that apparently was recently picked up for a second season and will probably be debuting in 2000, 
23 because anime, they're massive gaps between seasons for some shows. Um, the first season for this one was aired in like 2013. So it'd give you an idea of, you know, 10 year gap essentially <laughs> between seasons. Oh, I mean, shit, uh, the, uh, that one episode of uh, the Adventure Time series on HBO uh, Max, yeah. it slipped right fuck past us. Right, and, uh, we watched that. That was great. That was uh, that was great. Yeah, it gave me allergies almost. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, that was fun. I uh, I didn't feel allergies wise from it, but uh, it was very. It was it was heartfelt and it was an enjoyable story, and you get to see somewhat of a conclusion to uh, Finn and Jake. And even though I was completely content with the the last the the one before that, you know, it was it was good to have more story. Yeah, that it could be construed as a, a revival of it too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I'm not against more uh, more Adventure Time. Yeah, I'd go for it. So yeah, listeners, those are worth uh, checking out. And uh, I, I guess like after after learning what I've learned about anime and the the leaps of or the massive chunks of time that it takes in order for them to come out with seasons. I suppose I can't complain about Rick and Morty anymore, even though they're not doing anything else. <laughs> yeah. Is that the Sunday? You know, other than ads and guest spots and anything else that is just isn't the show. Yeah. yeah they're not right. doing much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, quick, quick little rant, hopefully. Uh, fucking Scarlett Johansson on Black Widow. I don't know if you've heard this. I tried to, I somewhat tried to avoid it, <laughs> but go for it. Yeah, she, she's apparently upset about how much uh, Black Widow is sexualized. This coming from Scarlett Johansson. Uh, the, who, the woman who openly talked about the fact that she had sex in an elevator with a, yeah. another actor. The, um, the, the woman that, that also read a passage from the Bible in the most sexy way possible, yeah. uh, is is bitching about over-sexualization. Like, I can't take you seriously. <laughs> like, the, those are the moments where listeners were the first thing out of my mouth is, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, clearly, she, she doesn't she, understand her character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, is she familiar with the source material of her character? Right? Yeah. Like, she's a spy, that's... You know, she's a spy based off of an actual spy organization that was created by the fucking Communist Party in Russia. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) You realize that they trained these women to have sex and do their job. It was part of their job. Uh, Literally their best weapon was was their sexuality. God damn it. (laughs) Listeners, not saying it's right, but that's what it's based off of. Right. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, it's not like they're it's not like they're going out there and filming fucking Marvel movies of her fucking blow banging people for information. You know, yeah. she just wears a tight suit. Whoopty fucking do. <laughs> yeah. Scarlett, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, maybe you should look up what fans are pissed off about with the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> The, then we'll talk about things that you can be outraged about. <laughs> I realize she's not super outraged about it. She's just disappointed. It's like one of those things like, yeah, well, you know, I'm disappointed in, in Captain Marvel. <laughs> so what do you, what, what do you want? Yeah. Like you don't, you don't see people bitching about, you know, how often 
Thor is depicted uh, uh, depicted without a shirt on, or you know, right? Uh, people fast, you know, fascinated over Captain America's ass or anything took like that. Ten, yeah, it took <laughs> us ten years to finally get fucking beer gut Thor. Uh, <laughs> and the only reason why we got that was because uh, Hemsworth fought for that. Yeah, he and fought, it made he sense in the that. story. Yeah, and it was funny. Yeah, he he wanted to keep that. He did not want to have it go back to just be like, oh, the the big buff Thor that everybody fucking loves. And while women wanted that, uh, did you hear me say that? Say that Scarlet women wanted that men didn't care. If you if you had gone full pregnancy for the last uh, Avengers, uh, while that probably would have that probably would have made your death like just unfucking forgivable um, if that had happened. Do you think people would have lost their shit? Like if you were, if you turned out you were pregnant or something like that and you had, you know, a bit of a belly and you were sent on a mission while it wouldn't be safe for the child regardless. Uh, do you think people would have would have been like, oh, I can't I can't believe I can't watch this because she's not sexy anymore. Yeah, I think I think fans would have been more like you <laughs> would have been sitting there telling tell her Renner, you better jump. <laughs> you better fucking jump, dude. <laughs> you'll see bitching about baby aquaman there. being fucking ripped <laughs> and not some right? orange you scaly you bastard <laughs> you don't hear us complaining about how incredible henry cavill looks in fucking everything you don't hear us complaining about how over sexualized every male superhero has been in the history of male superheroes no because we don't care. Yeah. And and the ones who do, well, we call those betas. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to point out the fucking ridiculousness of somebody that yeah. makes their whole living off of being hypersexualized, bitching about something yeah. being oversexualized. Hey Scarlett, let me ask you something. Did you watch Ghost in the Shell? <laughs> just a thought. Yeah skin tight outfit oh man I mean let's let's just be glad she wasn't in you know she there wasn't a, there's not a live action uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 with uh, oh uh, yeah, quiet you're talking about or quiet yeah that you want to talk about that okay yeah we, we can have a conversation because that is fucking bullshit <laughs> and the reasoning behind it is is nonsense. Oh, she has to wear a bikini at all times because she breathes through her skin. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kojima said that shit. That was like that was one of those moments where like, get the fuck out of here. Give me a break. You just wanted yeah. to show a chick you, with her tits you out. You should have just said because Japan. And we would have been like, oh yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I miss when game developers used to be honest about that. Hey, why is this character so uh, so sexualized? Because uh, I made the game and I wanted her to be hot. Yeah, right. Majority yeah. of our audience are young males. Are young males? We just wanted something to look at. Okay. Yeah, people just can't be honest about it because if you're honest about it, then you're oh, you're a you're a pig. You're a I monster. You. I can't believe you're a male with fucking hormones. Blame evolution. Sorry. I was about to say, she's gonna say that we can start casting her in movies where she has to kiss the uh, non-attractive males. 
<laughs> right. Uh, your next makeout session is going to be with uh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook, or get rid of your social media. It's really good for you. Get rid of all social media, Twitter, all that shit. Just dump it. We got rid of social media. We got well, we got rid of everything except for Facebook. And the only reason why you kept Facebook, I still can't figure out. But we still have it. And every now and then we do post to it. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. Miles. Anderson. Keep on geeking on. We're out. Late night, she on fire Calling me from numbers I don't recognize Wondering if there's somebody else in the room She say that I'm crazy, not baby, it's true Shows up to fill her cup I know all she wants is just to get my love I wish we could be just like Johnny and June She cut out my heart and left me in the room And I know I, I should quit her And I'd do it if I could She a hot mess, but I confess she got me good Cause I love them bad girls Doing bad things Looking hot with an attitude Love them bad girls Like a bad dream Shouldn't want them but I do Singing All the bad girls singing Yeah, all the bad girls singing And I can't help it No, damn it feels good When you're messing with the bad girls Got a body like a fast car, movie star I'd do anything to be a bodyguard She like getting naked and swimming in pools She make it look sexy to break all the rules Falling too fast and I might crash But once you're going bad, you know you can't go back I just wanna watch every way that she moves With the bad girl, she bad. She got my number, so hot she hotter than Vegas and Nagas down the summer. Hot class, another covers. Waking up, we so sticky, we stuck to one another. She gets what she wants, she takes what she needs. She all over me, she kind of me, but ain't a problem to me. A little bit of hell, but she got me in heaven. She my bomb girl, I'm MKT 007. with the bad